Um, so I was doing some math today. What? What? And fucking for real? You did math? I know. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but um, not even complicated math, but... Uh, Um, I was just saying the uh, famine on the Thunder Riders um, as a cult, I think, has some interesting possibilities as well because they're like they're essentially they're there to charge. They're not there to fight. So it's one situation where possibly taking um, mantle on the chieftain and then uh, to get that tier three famines, you get the bonus charge, distance, um, flawless strikes, and um, plus two impacts. It starts to get starts going places. mean. Yeah. It, I have to pull up the data sheet again. Because um, what is their base? Oh, impact four. Yeah, so you go up to impact six. Impact six, impact four, six. Yeah, no, that's really good. What's their clash? Uh, it's base three, and then with shock, uh, it, it was a four. Yeah, four. no, that's really good. You like, yeah. I found with impacts to be effective, you need to get to that shock of four. I'm sorry, not your yeah. shock of four. Why am I so stupid? You, you, thank you for understanding what I'm talking about. But you need to get your clash to four to really gain value of your impacts, and that's why Olafane's roar on household knights or. Uh, was it Crimson Towers is so uh, critical on that, but it's only on yeah. one unit. While it's like, why the fuck don't you have this just built in? Why don't you have the shock rule just built into the Crimson Towers? So weird. Yeah. Oh. All right, getting the army list for. So I have open the PDF. I guess now I'll just do a browse faction and have also the old Dominion army list up. And our Discord up to the point where I just copy message link. I'm just going to shoot you this in our DMs. I think you should be able to click that and go to where I asked the question. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing I have for for PB News, um, they're doing. There's two more bundles, <laughs> so we can talk yeah, about those two, two bundles. I threw them in the thing because <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's news. We'll talk. Say like, hey, the happy hour is gonna be out by the time this is out. Yeah, and then uh, I guess we'll go to the rule book really quick. That's a scenario packet. You have any rule of the week you want to talk about? Mm. I'll look the old rule book here. Nothing screams to me here, but let's see if there's some weird one that I would find one. interesting. Have we done Aura of Death yet? No. You know what? I think for OD, we should do Aura of Death. I think that would be a smart... Yeah, you want to just... I'll just get mad right at the beginning. 
<laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I fucking hate Aura Death. <laughs> what don't you hate? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, I wasn't even that much. Okay, cool. So, um, I think I don't like. I don't really have a huge ton of things to say bad about Old Dominion. It's actually because I think they're. Even though they may be a B-rated faction, they're they're at the bottom, so they are the worst because we grade it on a scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't matter if you're like the 99th percentile, but if everyone else is a hundred and Dweg is a hundred and thirty, you're still you still yeah. get an F, boy. <laughs> Second place is first loser, except in oh. reverse. <laughs> God. Jesus. Yeah. Damn, that's fucking brutal. Should, yeah. uh, do you got water? Uh, I have half of a big gulp, so I'll be good for the recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> Should we get on with this? Uh, yeah, I guess we might as well get going. Alright. Hello, and welcome to Bong Table. I'm Mass, and today I have my co-host Mike with me. Hello. And we're going to be talking about Old Dominion, if you couldn't figure that out by the title. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? So, should we just go into PV News? Yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, now I have to... Fuck, now i got to click all the links. Shit! <laughs> got him. I already fucking get up. There's too much shit running around. Alright, so we'll talk... Do you, Should we do the 100k one first, or the Old Dominion one first? Because it'd be... <laughs> Um, I guess maybe we should get the Hundred Kingdoms one done, just because then the Old Dominion one makes such a natural segue into the rest of the <laughs> rest discussion. Of yeah. All right. So, Parabellum has come out with two new two thousand point armies. The first one is a Hundred Kingdoms called Glorious Charge, what I think is a great name for this, and it is five hundred dollars Canadian. What's actually way cheaper than the rest of them so far. I mean, we think they're Canadian just because I'm looking at it from Canada. That might be American. I don't know. Oh, when I posted these, I selected them as Canadian when I had to go into the website earlier. Oh, let's see. I'm going to go to... I'm going to cart it. I'm going to go to the checkout. Let's see what it says. It's a little ambiguous. Does it still say Canadian? I'm or? proceeding to the checkout. <laughs> you gonna buy it right now? I have these models. You don't need to buy these. You can just borrow them. I don't. No, I'm. I'm hoping that I don't have to buy it. I just wanted to see <laughs> um, if it would tell me what currency it's gonna be in. You, you can... think that they would be? <laughs> You're gonna like? Because it's like U.S. and Canada, right? So... Yeah, and then rest of the world. <laughs> You know I gonna, I don't know. What's gonna happen is you're gonna accidentally buy this thing, and you're like, "Well, now I'm gonna check my bank deposit to find out how much money it actually took," and that's how we're gonna figure it out. <laughs> oh no, no, it would be financially ruinous for me to accidentally buy uh, the Hundred Kingdoms <laughs> two thousand point army box at this exact moment in time. Um, yeah, so it might be an American. It might be in Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> You'll I guess out. roll the dice. Yeah. So, in it, you got one Mounted Noble Lord, two Mounted Squires, four boxes of Household Knights, one Prior Commander, two boxes of Order Crimson Tower, two boxes of Order Ash and Dawn, 
one last argument, uh, yeah, last argument of King's Rulebook and one First Blood Rulebook. This is actually <laughs> the, the worst and best part about this whole thing is I have actually ran this list in my past, like, this. Mm -hmm. I don't know what battle reports there are. I want to say it's like 15 to 8. No, it has to be more than that. Would it be to 19? 19, 18, 17, uh, 16, 15. Yeah, from 15 to 19. <laughs> Something like that. It's all Damn. using this list. Parabellum stole this list from me, and they're just like, well, this is just doing really good. Look at all these battle reports. And then it's like, let's just sell it to people. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, like if you... <laughs> I feel like if you're playing the 100 Kingdoms, it's because you're in it for the horses. And if you, like, this is 500 bucks for the horses. Yeah. Let me tell you, yeah, you know what? <laughs> the worst part is that I have five fucking battle reports showing off this list, what you could buy for $500, and I'll tell you, it's good. People fucking hate it. I will tell you in the battle reports how to play it, what upgrades you pick, like, it's all there. You know what? I should just, I should copy this link and put it underneath the battle reports and then have, like, a banner go by and say, like, Oh, by the way, you can buy this list right now, right on the Parabellum store. We're, we're not even associated with Parabellum, and they're taking our shit. <laughs> or taking my <laughs> shit, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's gonna just, gonna play good. <laughs> it's like, that follow the content. my favorite thing to play into. Follow the content creators. For some reason, they produce good lists on the factions they're good at, and then Parabellum will make mm -hmm. an army list for you, and you can buy it straight up and not have to do any of the work. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you do not have, I would say if you bought the single player starter box, what has like limited household knights, I would probably buy this anyway, even though you are getting four fucking boxes of household knights. It's a weird thing in 100 Kingdoms players where. You accumulate probably double than what you use in Household Knights, and this is just an easy way to get it. Um, but the rest of this, you want all of it. You want you want the Mount of Squires, you want the Order of the Crimson Tower, because what you really want is the Order of Ashton. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about this list, and especially at the price point of 500 bucks, and it's like, you'll do well with this, especially... Because I have the five fucking battle reports. Actually, no, make that six. Number 12 was the one I played this exact list into you. Yeah. When we played on that long table. Yeah. <laughs> Would you buy this if you're getting into 100 Kingdoms? Yeah, probably. But I want horses. Like, I don't really care if it competes or not. I'd just be there for the horses. Well, now you know that it competes and you have horses. Yeah, that's very true. It's, uh, I mean, in, uh, at the present time, it's probably as um, as strong as you can get for, um, you know, all cav a Wait. list to run, and uh, you just get it. It's all there. So that's uh, that makes things easy. The Wadrun uh, and the Nord boxes were good, uh, sort of more. General starters, but this is focused and, and it's very effective for what it is. So barring any adjustments, um, yeah, you really could do a lot worse than uh, if you're looking to just get into Conquest in one shot and to buy this if you want horses. Yeah. Or your lists or your faction hopping to 100k, like, 
Glorious charge. It's right there in the title. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, I got nothing but praises to give this thing. Should we go to the Fallen Legion? The old D one? Yeah. Let's have a look. I love how I don't call it Old Dominion anymore. I'm just like, Old D. Good old D. <laughs> good old D. What do we got here in this? So for $100 cheaper at $399.99 Canadian, you get one mounted Stratagos, one, what is this? Athrontai? Oh, I always fuck this up. Anatoy. Thank you. <laughs> I need an adult with me. Uh, <laughs> one box of Cataphractoy, an Auxiliary Arc, two boxes of Praetorian Guard, three boxes of Varangian Guard, one Legionnaire, one Archimandrite, one Curies. I think those are the shooty ones. One box of Bone Golems, and then your two rule books for First Blood and Last Argument. I, I'm not as excited about this one compared to the other three. Truthfully, no. This one is. Uh... I I want to say it's a little too all over the place and doesn't focus itself. Like the Hundred King one was incredibly focused. The Nords one and the Wadroon one were very solid. This one I find a little down because I think you might want to drop one of those Vrangian Guard boxes. From, like You might want to get more Legionnaires. If you're going Vrangian Guard, you don't need Bone Golems. Um, it's not giving you a Hero Deacon as a, as a Dark Power Pool generator like you probably want, so... Uh, Mounted Stratagos is only really good for the Cataphractoid, but you don't have enough Cataphractoid. Like it, it's it's kind of it's too all over the place. I'm finding just by reading it. Yeah, it's uh. So I feel like if you have the starter, yep, and zero Varangian guard, this is a great buy. What's in the starter <laughs> box? I don't remember. I'm just thinking like just generally speaking, if you just had. Like a general starting point to the faction, and you just needed like shit, a little bit more, um, just to get it going. Uh, my the microphone might have picked up a guest appearance from one of my cats. So, um, Man, if so, then this podcast is blessed. Yeah, I, I, I truly am. <laughs> um, Senior dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The cats are even better. The dogs oh. are. <laughs> I am highly allergic to cats. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! I'll go uh -oh. down quick. Oh, that's good to know because yeah, it's uh, my house is infested with cats. It's, <laughs> it's a high cat, high cat zone. <laughs> I mean, just three, but like one is enough if you're allergic to them. So I feel like yeah. three is. Yeah. I used to be, and then I just powered through it. If you live around them long enough, you'll either die or get over it. Oh, you'll rise to the occasion and just be like. Ascending to my next form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want it bad enough, you'll just die for two or three weeks, and then. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I really want to do for two to three weeks: is just die to cat to overcome yeah. my weakness. Hey, I mean, <laughs> we've all got our own our own path to take. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This box, uh, it's it's fine. It's like I think the dollar value is good. Well, it's only 400 it's bucks. It's the cheapest one, but it just... You probably... 
you probably want two Praetorian Guard boxes. You probably want three Varangian Guard boxes. You probably want, truthfully, more Legionnaires because we'll get into we'll get into Legionnaires and why you want more, but also the problems with Legionnaires. You yeah. probably want an Ac- and uh, Archimandrite, Kier's Bone. Like you probably want all these things, but like. The army doesn't focus itself and spreads it itself out too much. Like yeah. for a list, you probably want to pick a couple things and like double and triple down on those things. Spreading yourself out more for like heavy choices between like the Bone Golems and Varangian Guard is not a good play. Like, however, all these things are things people want, except for the Anthrotonoise. And a thought toy. Why can I fucking say this word? A thanatoy. You're you're not helping here, are you? <laughs> I well, I, I never know what's what's rude or what's polite in this scenario. I would pronounce it a thanatoy. Thank you. I, uh, for, the, for the first three or four times, and then I would be a pain in the ass about it and be like a thanatois. A thanatois. Or if there's something stupid like uh, it's. Oh no! Because everybody, I don't know what the correct pronunciation is, honestly, for anything. Like I, I fell off of a turnip truck for all intents and purposes. Like in terms of my scholastic level, um, so people pronounce things, and I just largely have to assume that they're correct for the most part, except for this game where every Greek word, uh, everybody pronounces different, and I, so I've assumed that just everyone is wrong. Um, and a toy. Thanatoi. But yeah, Thanatoi, Thanatois. Yeah, I would Athanatoi. I would say <laughs> if this is if this is a dual kit, just make it a fourth unit of fucking Varangian guard. <laughs> to, be, to, to be honest here. What is the Athanatois? Anyway, I don't see it on the list. Okay, here. so you it's super hard because no one likes this unit and they're trying to like get some stock out of the warehouse, but not make it super obvious by giving you two boxes. In the picture, they're behind the Varangian guard, like they should be. But in front of the cataphractoid, because there's not enough cataphractoid, there should be two units of cataphractoid with the mounted stratagos to be like a hard-hitting and or a hammer, and that's where they're stuck between. <laughs> I see. Okay. I don't think I've ever encountered the the Athanatois on the field before. No, because so. <laughs> when we get into the the old Dominion problem proper episode, we'll explain why you never see these things on the field. Yeah, I can't wait to look at their stat line for the first time. Oh, there it is. Because I prepare for these things. <laughs> yeah, everything's scripted. <laughs> no, but, uh, I thought you knew I'm terrible at the, the language I primarily speak, what is English. Well, like, I mean... Only got I an 80 in high school and I decided to do math for my fucking, like, college courses and shit. It's, a. Uh... I mean, it's complicated. I don't know. I think it's beyond the scope of this, my opinions on the matter. But, like, as long as I basically understand, I don't really care how people pronounce words for the most part. And it just, for the most part, people who correct pronunciations of words to me are always, like, the most annoying people I've ever met. So, like, (laughs) I don't want to, I would rather just understand what somebody means and not make a stink about it than be like, um, well, actually, it's... And, you know, it's just... <laughs> the intent of the word and not the true rules of written of the word. Yeah, like, I, like as long as... It, <laughs> yeah, 
It's like that that thing um, that you see. I don't know, and I don't even know what context you would see it in, but uh, it's, a, it's a, I guess a brain teaser of sorts, where it's like a bunch of it's a paragraph where a bunch of words are misspelled, but like the start and the end of the words oh. are correct, and so you figure you like your brain just figures it out for you, and it's like that's life. <laughs> you don't need to be. Uh, unless you're in like, a, but I'm not in. I don't know. I guess if I was a archaeologist, historian, something like that, I guess it would be a little more important that we were uh, being accurate uh, in in terms of these things. But like, I'm not. I'm I'm barely. I barely do the job that I do, and it's you it's work at the D so. M V for yeah, Canada. I, like you were <laughs> the worst person well, qualified. I'm, no, I'm going to be honest with you. My my job is um, I work at um, a doll factory kissing lipstick on a doll head. Jesus um, fucking Because it, it's a job that you can't, that a machine can't do. So there's always <laughs> work in kissing lipstick on a doll head. Just, that's just a tip for everybody out there. <laughs> that's the DMV thing was just a faint... <laughs> I work at the Dolphin Factory. <laughs> you lying son of a bitch. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry to do that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the last little Parabell news is... Oh my god, that's funny. Um, is that there, <laughs> there is a happy hour coming out on September 14th. When this podcast episode goes out, that will be passed. And Mike and I will most likely talk about it the next podcast episode, another two weeks after this one. <laughs> so it'll be like a month after it happened. <laughs> yeah, the curse of being slightly ahead of schedule is that we can we can all of the news isn't really and it's not real and relevant. We just kind of talk about it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like enough. this weird like we're this podcast I just it just clicked for me as like being on an airplane, like traveling between two very distant locations. Stay with me here. All right, I'm because like we're not quite in the past, but we're not quite in the future. Like we're in this weird transient present between the events that we're talking about and the events that we're previewing. Because there's like this gap between when we record and when it actually gets posted. So like we're always just like the. I don't know, this won't make sense, but the ball is always in mid-flight for us. If that, Like, when we're recording the podcast for oh. anything that we're talking about. Like, we're, it's never happening as we're talking about it. It's always in the future, and then it, it, people hear it, and it's already in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I there's, don't know. There's times I should where, stop talking. <laughs> no, there's times where I'm like, man, we should do PB News. I'm like, no, this is the best part. This is where you get your news from before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Relevant to us now, not us later. Yeah, I like that about it though. There's it's, there's uh, times where people message me about stuff that I say on the podcast, and I'm like, "What the fuck? What was I saying?" Because it was like two weeks ago in my time. While for yeah. that person, it's now, or even sometimes it's been a month since I like we recorded an episode, and then people are like, "You said this specific thing." I'm like, "Did I fucking say that? What timestamp?" Well, I don't think that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the scenarios thing has been funny as hell to me because people are like, oh, well, let's, uh, what, you know, uh, locals are like, there's my cats again. Uh, what scenarios do you want to play and everything? And they're like, oh, remember from the podcast, like, what were your favorites? And I was like, I don't know. And I'll pick different ones now. So, 
Like I've I've admitted on recording battle reports, like my opinions have changed on a couple of the scenarios. Like I've started to come oh, around yeah. a bit on Mailstorm. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's talk about that. Like, I brought this up in the Discord as well, but, uh, I think I formally, um, have to eat shit here, because, um, I built my Thunder Riders, uh, with the hats. Oh, yeah, that's right, you hated the hats. After I talked about not liking the hats at length, uh, over multiple episodes, I was looking at them, and I'm like, you know what? The hats are pretty funny, actually. (laughs) And... (laughs) And I decided I would build uh, one set of them with the hats. So I did that, and uh, I have no regrets, but uh, I do think that it's important for personal growth to um, admit uh, when you've been wrong and not just sheepishly um, live your life as though you'd always been right. Um, so I, I just want to admit on the record, yeah, I built them with the fucking hats. <laughs> well, well, thank you, anyway. for, thank you for coming out of the hat closet. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> if I get cancelled over this, so be it, but that's uh, integrity is important. Well, you do know you can never become a politician, right? Yeah. Uh, because you showed personal so growth? Many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the personal growth thing especially, and also just the um, uh, graveyard of skeletons in my closet that anyone could easily deploy <laughs> shit. Yeah. 86 my political career the moment it starts <laughs> the the smear campaign against you would be fucking epic and extraordinary I, you know what actually it's almost worth it just to see uh the way that they could rightfully drag me through the mud for the things that i've said and done over the years um, if a, I, I don't think they have I, to spin it that's the thing i think they just have to put it out there for the most part, that's true. Uh, I, I say with no follow-up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, should we get into Rule of the Week then? <laughs> yes, sorry, I was just actually uh, ejecting my cats from the room because it turns out they're um, bad podcast guests. Oh, they wouldn't just walk in, sit down, and stay still? They were just like, meh. Yeah, they normally, like, they, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to tell stories about my cats on here. Let's get into them. <laughs> that's, that's all, that's, that's for the smear campaign. Yeah. Right, <laughs> that, I don't give a shit about that. I kind of go, okay, rule book. You want to read out our rule of the week? Certainly. Do you have well, it Yeah, I do. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, I'm ready to rock. All right, all you. Or of death, parenthesis, X. Close parenthesis. Oh my god, you're killing me already. Please continue. I know. <laughs> when an enemy regiment is in contact with a stand with this special rule, that regiment suffers a number of hits equal to X for each stand with this special rule it is in contact with. Wounds resulting from these hits do not trigger morale tests. These hits are resolved at the beginning of the draw command card step after the active player has declared which regiment the command card will activate before resolving any draw events or deciding to be unable slash unwilling to act. Mm-hmm. Should the regiment be destroyed by this special rule before the resolve draw event step, then the active player discards the command card and may draw their next command card and perform actions with it. Regiments occupying garrison terrain are not affected by the aura of death, open parenthesis, X, close parenthesis, special rule. Similarly, a regiment occupying garrison terrain does not inflict aura of death hits to enemy regiments engaging it. 
I cannot tell you the massive eye roll I had when you did the second open parenthesis X close parenthesis. What the fuck they're called? The That's why they pay me the no bucks. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay, or of death. What can we say about it? You wanted to bitch about this one. Should I let you go on your rant first, or should I clarify some There's, things about Aura of Death? Because there is a clarification that needs to be made about Aura of Death. I mean, you should make the clarification first. I think I might have oversold myself. Like, it's... You like to rant. I say I say hate about inanimate objects when I just mean, like, I don't really like that thing. So, like, I think I'm starting to reevaluate the my entire long life in retrospect, and I'm like, man... I've really come across very strongly about things that range from, like, <laughs> I actually do hate that thing to just, like, I don't really like that thing. But I use the same word and same, like, emotional and mental commitment towards it. <laughs> hey, man, I, I hate things that suck. So, sucks, <laughs> I hate it. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> you hate everything that you don't have, and Aura Death is one of those things. <laughs> To an extent. Um, I just... No, I... The reason I hate it, and you should clarify this first, but there was a difference um, in how it worked in 1.5 that really, really made it you. not great. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what's the clarification that you wanted to make? So the clarification I want to make is when, when it resolves. So these <laughs> hits are resolved at the beginning of the draw command card step. However, there is something that predates or, or not predates but like uh supersedes aura of death when you draw the command card and that is what you're enchanting so yeah. you get your do you get your champ marker and can do a chant before you trigger before aura of death triggers i recall yeah it's uh that was a, a source of some contention in the discord as i recall but it was just recently that we got a official ruling um yeah. and yeah um so, so they both happen at sort of a nebulous space in the timing of the turn, and uh, so there was before there was some dispute over whether you could resolve your chant before or of death triggered. Yeah. Um, because they so happen, could... they happen. I believe basically during the same step, but it was stated by the dev or figured out that chanting happens right at the start. Like the, it's like the first thing you do is getting your chant marker enchanting. Then you would do aura death. Then you would do your draw event. Then you would activate the unit. Like yeah. So players have been asking for a chart of like who goes where because it, it would clarify a lot of this very easily if people had a physical chart to look at in the rule book or something like that. Um, a lot of these uh, dev interactions when a dev comes onto the discord and says this is how a rule works or while the devs reply by email like you can email a dev and they'll give you the answer except that doesn't go to the wider community so on the bonk table discord we have a channel where anyone can post and you can put in a screenshot of an email you had with a dev or um a screenshot of a dev commenting in the conquest general discord and post it in that channel any other chatter gets deleted, and it's just what the situation was to cause this question, what was the answer from the developer, and it just kind of keeps track and holds all that stuff so that people can go reference it very easily. Because stuff gets lost. Yep. Um, this, this is one of them. So 
anything that happens at the beginning, and I believe because you're the active player when you draw that card, um, you do your stuff first, then your opponent will do their stuff, what constitutes at the beginning of the draw command step, and then you will go to the draw event step, and then you'll go to the activation step. Yeah. Okay. You can rant now. That was the clarification. <laughs> it was how this how this works with chanting, basically. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, it, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's rough. Um, in 1.5, you used to, or maybe it was 1. No, I feel like we started around 1.5, like, uh, I believe so. local thing. Um, and I know that I got hit with it the old way at that point in time. So I'm going to say it was in 1.5, but if, if I'm wrong, somebody will correct me. Um, <laughs> if you were killed by Aura of Death, you did not cycle to your next card. Yep, that was uh So you that just was fun. <laughs> lost an activation and when you play a low defense, um the thing that's uh, the reason why I have more of a negative attitude towards Aura of Death than I think some people out there is that I play two low defense armies. So um it's one of those things um where it hurts a lot more um if you don't have a lot of defense, because they're just um, auto-hits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if... Yes, and, and you can definitely, with Spires, um, especially to a lesser extent, um, Dweg, you can stack up the Oro Death if you really try to. So, like, some of my poor little MSUs just got deleted uh pretty uh easily or or were brought down to um you know being broken or near death because of or of death procs and then i was just ass out which wasn't fun so they changed it so now you can at least go to your next card if or of death kills your unit but uh i think it's um it was nice it helps it, yeah but it's a testament to the power of or of death that it has to have a special um like activation exception because it can just kill you like that. I think that speaks for itself in a way um, as to the power of the ability. Um, oh, the other thing is it uh, the numbers on it used to be lower, but uh, when they changed how it procs and everything, uh, well, it doesn't cause resolve anymore. So they yeah. pumped up the numbers. Yeah. So now you do more of death, which pain in my ass again is. Uh, Average defense two army. So and you are uh we need to get hell unlocked so that you can play something else. Um another thing I want to say about Aura Death that some people don't um I wanna say like understand or sometimes they forget or just need to be clarified with is that every one of your uh stands in contact with an aura of death regiment you get hit by uh, that amount per stand. So the enemy regiment, let's say, has Aura of Death 2. You are in contact with it. Um, let's say you come straight onto it, and you have four stands wide, and your opponent's three stands wide, so you come straight onto it. That four stand, what will be on a 45-degree angle, will still count because you're still in contact with it, because if you weren't in contact with it, you couldn't do your attacks to that regiment. Um yeah. So with that, you would be taking two Aura of Death hits per each of your stands. So if you had four, so it's two, four, six, eight. You roll the dice, you go up against their hits, so you get to roll your defense rolls, and then you just take the wounds. 
And that's and that's really it. Um, the power of Aura of Death is really that you can run stuff with Aura of Death. Like, if it's not really there to fight, like, Bowling Golems are kind of the... Um, a really good unit to represent Aura of Death because they can take a hit, and a lot of their damage they're actually doing comes from Aura of Death, where they just run up, get in your face, and then you activate that regiment, and then you just take a bunch of Aura of Death hits. <laughs> and then yeah. you hit them, they live, they hit you back, and then you activate again and take a bunch of Aura of Death hits. So it just, you know, keeps the cycle going. Yeah. Um, another thing to keep in mind is um, Aura of Death kicks in when you activate, so if... Um... If you have a unit that's stuck in to an Aura of Death regiment, if you can get them out of that mess with other units, you can potentially save anyone from taking Aura of Death procs. Um, yep. If you're able, if you're able to time it right and, and position yourself well, um, so that is you know something to keep in mind with Aura of Death. The Garrison thing I didn't know about until just recently, like, not just now, but, like, between the first time and I, I encountered it now, uh, we've, we've determined the Garrison thing, and that's actually sick. That increases the value of Garrison terrain against Aura of Death units quite a bit, because it just shuts it right down. Yeah, you're not touching. Um, the building's yeah. in the way. Yeah, and the bu- apparently um, buildings can't die. Yeah, they which can't burn. is it runs counter to my understanding of how buildings work. But that's that's a separate podcast. <laughs> yeah i I do want to say like I do agree with like getting another regiment in there and killing the Aura Death regiment before that first regiment who was in contact activate. Like that's a really easy solve and workaround you can do to reduce Aura of Death coming in. Um, there's a couple abilities, especially in Old Dominion, that increases Aura of Death. And you kind of want to watch out for like a big, like an Aura of Death unit running around who's just trying to spread that around and just be an anvil. Like, Dweg's really good at it. They have a couple buffs they can do to Aura of Death. And because of their natural tankiness, it just takes a while to kill them. Same thing with Old Dominion. There's a couple ways. I think Cultists have a range attack that increases Aura of Death hits on regiments. Except you need to hit them first, and then they need to activate, and then the Aura of Death needs to trigger on them. So there's a bunch of, like, steps you gotta do to, like, pull it off. And I'm like, this isn't that great, really. Yeah, it's tough. This is, like... There's a bunch of combos in this game that are just hanging right out there, and they seem tempting to use. And then you play a few games, and you realize that this game actively punishes you for being... trying to be too clever. Like, not in a bad way. It's just the like the stack and everything is so vital that if you get too fancy with activations, um, it's just not going to work. It's just you're or you're playing against somebody who doesn't really know what they're doing, and you and you can just go nuts and do whatever you want. But is that really a fun game? Is that really what you want? What you really, yeah. really want? Okay. So tell me then. Oh, well, I, I will. Well, we're we we talk about this together. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much more to say about Aura of Death. It's just something you got to keep in mind. When it triggers, you still get to draw your next card, even if your shit dies, and kind of a couple workarounds. Like it's just I don't know, it used to suck it. more. <laughs> it sucks less now. Um, 
It's fine. Like I thought, I actually thought I was going to have more negative to say about it, but really it's something it's, so it's a pain in the ass and it's very punishing when you get caught by it. But ideally you have slingers about six inches back from whatever the bone golems charged into, and they're just going to blast them into, in exist into the land of wind and ghosts. Um, yeah. Return to ghost dust to dust, yeah. ashes to ashes. Before the, the that procs, because it's um like there's the other thing is there is um you know a point cost associated with getting aura of death and everything like that. So like it's something that gets factored into the calculations of these units. And so if you can prevent somebody from using it, then you're denying them value. In their yeah. Should we get on to the, our main topic then? Yeah the 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 death dealing dudes themselves the old dominion. The old Dominion pro- problem. So, if you're a listener, you have heard Mike and I do the Dwight problem episode, got a lot of feedback. A lot of people were really happy about it. I, I Like, I'm not going to lie. I thought I was going to get a lot more pushback, but a lot of people were like, no, you, you make sense. You brought in people to review and look at stuff and explain things more. You got a lot of quotes. You guys broke down what you're talking about. Yeah, there was salt because doing an episode like that, you're going to get salt. However, now we're doing Old Dominion because the uh, channel members of the Bonk Table Discord were like, hey, can you do more The Problem episodes? And we were like, well, we didn't really want to make this a series or anything, but we'll do stuff if people want them. Um, and then it was really asked for either a Nords or an Old Dominion one, and, like, I kind of looked at it, I talked to Mike a little bit, and it was really determined that Old Dominion was probably going to be next, because currently a lot of people kind of agree that Old Dominion is the weakest faction, and it's very strong early on in a Conquest player's, uh, career of playing the game. But then it falls off really hard once you understand the game more, have played a bunch of games, and you understand what you need to do to beat Old Dominion, and you just kind of dismantle them. So this is really just going to be an episode of, like, what? why is Old Dominion perceived strong early on and then falls off hard as players advance and gain more skill and everything? Like, so, like... What's going on with this faction? We once again asked members of the Bonk Table Discord to give their thoughts to it. And we're just kind of going to go into it. And there's, and there's a lot going on. And it's and there's a couple problems. And a lot of them aren't um, Old Dominion's fault per se. But there's a couple things that can be done to help Old Dominion. Yeah. So let's see here. All right. So I'm just going to read off of verbatim a quote some some of these i might not oh shit i got another email. i might have to pull up the i got a one guy wrote me five pages instead of three pages this time oh my god oh wow yeah oh, i'll have to pull that up thank goodness i remembered that because people got opinions yeah hold on let me uh this one it's gonna go in here I'm just looking at a Discord, and I'm like, oh, that guy, because I'm seeing somebody I recognize from the other Discord, and that's fun. The fuck is this? There we go. Just 
Just wanted to. Just gonna go. I don't, I might edit this out. I might not. We'll find out how much I care. I'm just trying to grab this Word document for my email. There. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Fucking my email. No. All right, there we go. Well, I don't know if this is going to be left in or not, but anyway, here's the quote. So, I just had to go get the five fucking pages. Uh, I I don't know if people want their names again, but, like, if people super, super care and want to be like, oh, who are the people who are, like, shitting on old D? It's like, just join the Bonk Table Discord and be part of the discussion. Eh. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna narc out anybody. You gotta come and do the work yourself. <laughs> do the self narking. All right. Yeah. So this gentleman said we mentioned the main three before, so we had a bit of discussion before this really popped off. Number one, weak to range. Number two, dark power pool at two thousand points is too high. Number three, low force projection. What's strong? They have very good brutes, statues, and bone golems are good units, but they have to be at least dark power pool 2, if not 3, for inspired. They are a good beginner faction, as ignoring resolve is strong against new players. Uh, new players generally have worse targeting prior prioritization, so don't focus enough firepower onto the frontline units. Uh, I'll post my list later on, also what I think is the best list. Okay, cool. Uh, main problems by units. Legionnaires are a boring mainstay because everyone has to take them. They are defense 2 with a shield, rarely get to defense 3 with a phalanx as they are the unit that dies to have to give you points. Too expensive where they do, or at least too expensive for the chaff role they serve. Uh, solution, let the Archimandrite join ghosts so I'm less bored. Uh, Praetorians and Cataphracti are fine, they're good units. Bringing Guard are fantastic, great unit, great design. Cultists, good unit, won't see play as they are actually make the rest of the army worse by not adding dark power tokens. Brutes, <laughs> all good, but at least need, but at least, ugh, but need to be at least tier two. Uh, Fallen Divinity probably needs its own post. It's fine, but I don't think it's competitive. Uh, the ghosts, both units are fine, but would be better if they could just be joined. Overall, the top end of Old Dominion is good, but the support for the dark power pool, uh, yeah, dark power pool is too expensive and not hugely effective at two thousand points. So should we talk about the dark power pool first? Because this is going to be the big one. Yeah. Like, it literally affects everything else. So, I have it here already. At 2,000 points, your tier 1 is 0 to 8 tokens. <clears throat> Pardon me. 0 to 8 tokens. Your tier 2 is 9 to 17. Your tier 3 is between 18 and 22 plus. And you only get tier 4 if you have... The Supremacy from the Stratagos, the Mantis Stratagos, or the Ziliarch. You can get to tier 4, which is 23 plus tokens. Uh, these tokens, so at tier 1 gives you nothing. <laughs> tier 2, all regiments in the army use their Memories of Old action as a draw event instead of an action. The regiment gains the benefits of Memories of Old action during the Resolve a Draw event step of the regiment's activation is free to use. Uh, it's free to then perform two actions as normal. Tier 3, all regiments in the army may use their memories of old action as both a draw event and an action. 
This allows a regiment to gain the benefits of their memories of old build abilities twice, with making them making them stack only when applicable. In addition, all regiments in the army always count as being inspired when performing a clash, unless they are broken. So that's really good and really powerful because a lot of these memory of olds are things you want. You kind of want them for free during the draw draw event. Um, you're never going to inspire anyway until you hit tier three when you're always inspired. And so then you spend your second action to double down on whatever it was, if it can. Um, yeah. I know some of them are like barrage plus one. So you could just barrage plus one twice, basically. Except you want to take aim and shoot. So you're just draw venting into that. <laughs> yeah. um, the other, so this is at like tier three. While other ones are like, I don't know, plus one impact, plus one cleave. And you're like, well, I want to do an action for plus one, or a draw bed for plus one impact, and then action for plus one cleave, and then I'm going to charge clash? Well, no, you just charged. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. I guess you're already in melee, so then you just do action for plus one cleave and then clash again, because you're always inspired. Yeah. So... That kind of, like, me even just breaking it down now just kind of gets into a little bit of problems that yeah, some of them are a little hard to get to for action, some of them want to be action, some of them want to be draw, like, all of them want to be draw events, so you kind of, like, pick and choose. Um, we get to the pool itself, and what players are finding is that they don't get from Tier 1 to Tier 2 or Tier 2 to Tier 3 fast enough. And yeah. I've seen online that some players have been posting lists where it's like, this gets to tier three super fast by turn four, and it's like eight units of legionnaires. I'm exaggerating, but like six units of legionnaires, and it's like, how the fuck are all these legionnaires dying? <laughs> like, yeah. like, are you just running them forward to die? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, your army is just a fallen divinity at that point, and it's gonna die to your opponent's army. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a lot of people have looked at the like the dark power pool level and are like this needs to be kind of dropped down a point or two for each tier like i would start with one point like tier two is at eight or yeah eight or seven tokens while tier three is at like 16 or 17 tokens something you know something in there because it's too far and you're not and it gets into another problem with old dominion is that you need to sacrifice chaff to generate dark power for your more workhorse units, Bone Golems, Rengin, Guard, Cataphractoi, uh, both statues, the Cures, and the Curatids, um, to be buffed to do enough work. But if you're putting too many points into chaff, you don't have enough work units. If you're putting too many points into work units, you don't have enough chaff to generate enough point, like dark power pool points to get into those higher tiers to be effective. Like, as an old Dominion player, you don't want to fi- start doing fights until you've hit tier two, and you don't want to really get into the action at turn four to six until you've hit tier three, and you don't want to be hitting tier three at turn six. You want to be hitting tier three around like four or five, and hopefully yeah. as close to the start of your turn four or at turn five mm-hmm. as you can. Um, yeah. And currently, how the point structure for a lot of these units are is. It's leaning too much towards the chaff side of this balance between chaff units, work units, and the dark power pool tiers and the token amount. Like, it's currently leaning, uh, like, a little... 
like if if the middle is perfectly balanced where like everything works and you can you know if you if you build a balanced list of chaff and work you can you can make the whole thing work and it's like clockwork but i'm not saying it's too far over to the chaff where it's just like you need eight units of chaff just to get to tier two like something ridiculous but it's it's leaning like a unit or two too far over to the chaff section of that line i've drawn or the uh, the teeter-totter yes yeah, teeter-totter yeah. the teeter-totter of dark power pool yeah and that's and that's kind of a huge problem um blasphemous soma helps with this what is their army one of their army rules so they get like the dark power pool thing for their army rule and they get blasphemous sona while while the warlord is on a play or the while the warlord is on the battlefield each round before the supremacy phase begins add one power token to the um empowerment pool of your choice now oh i think we have to do the fallen divinity separately <laughs> because right now we're just work, we're talking about everyone else besides the fallen divinity and we'll get to the fallen divinity later um this is really good to help out increasing your power pool the problem is is that all the characters who want to be your warlord can only go into mediums right now yeah the ghosts can't take characters but fucking sucks um the like if you want an archimandrite warlord for the machine gun of like nine wizard dice you gotta wait until your your turn two, and then you come out turn two, but that's already past your supremacy phase, so you're not benefiting from this uh, army rule until turn three. You have yeah. cultists, which gets into the next problem. Cultists don't contribute to dark power pool because it has to be an animated vessel unit, so an undead guy, and dark or sorry, cultists are living beings and they don't contribute. So now you're taking a unit but doesn't its three stands don't contribute a point to get a character on to have your blasphemousona out for turn two and onwards like it's just it's this problem that was found and laughed about in war machine called scornagy and there's a faction called scorn that there would be buffs but because of how their buffs and interactions between all their other shit worked it was actually more of a like a hindrance or it just didn't work or like it was such a runaround to get going that it was just not worth it. Yeah. And I'm I'm hitting that point with Old Dominion when I really look at it and break it down of like they're just, like you could this is just this is just scornagy. Like it's it's synergies that just don't work. Yeah. Even though you would think just reading it each one individually like these should all change together smoothly, be really smooth and nice. You can get out your curve really well and ramp up your points, get your stuff out, get your dark power pool to turn 3. Have your worker units go to town and work it, and it's not. That's the issue. Yeah. It seems to me like a lot of the trouble... There's a tension point with the... like, And it really comes down to just adjusting down the thresholds to ascend between tiers, because... The... Old Dominion's thing is, it's a cool idea flavor-wise, but there's like, there's kind of an ideal amount of activations unless you're running a really weird list. And you can't, <clears throat> sorry, um, you need to sort of be at that right number of regiments and that right number of total activations and have actually enough stuff on the table to do everything that you need to do. So like, if you're running a bunch of 
the worst infantry in the game, I would say almost. Um, I don't know. We'll get into that side of things, but like, definitely not one of the best infantries in the game. Just to um, just to get rid of them. Yeah, it's uh, it's just weird. Like, it's you start to you you start to eat your own lunch, so to speak. Um, but you're not getting the return, I guess is my point, that would make it... Yeah, it's just, it's, well, it's your, it's, it goes to that chaff problem. It's, it's too much chaff, not enough work, and but you don't want it to lean towards the work problem where you can bring so much work that the chaff doesn't matter. Like, that balance between bring stuff to die and bring stuff to do work once you get buffed has not um isn't working currently and i believe we yeah. talked to our local old dominion player and he he was really excited when version 2 came out because blasphemous sona went to become an army rule because it used to be like an an artifact every old D- dominion player would take anyway for their war- like on a on a character so they just made an army rule what's well, great Except they increase the token amount for all their shit to, like, plus one. And it's just like, wh- why? <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why the fuck would you do that? Uh, <laughs> just like... <laughs> it seems so counterintuitive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want me to read yeah. that? Or... <laughs> Go ahead. No, it's just, um, that just, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's an interesting design decision for sure to just completely mitigate the the bonus? Yeah. <laughs> like, what What the fuck? But hey, what do I know? Yeah, I don't make games. <laughs> I just talk about them. Alright, another quote. What do you think the problems of OD are? Uh, what's strong about them? Resolve. Okay, so... Uh, what's weak about them? They're bounced around on tier 2 plus dark power and not having resolve. So they look lacking and are hard for new players to quali- uh, quantify. Uh, how do new players handle them? You shoot them. Yep. Mm-hmm. How do experienced players handle them? You shoot them. Yeah. Yep. How do you play them? I don't even know. I'm not even sure I can play 100 Kings most of the time. <laughs> I know who posted that based on that final note, but that's fine. <laughs> that's a great fucking quote. <laughs> what's good? Uh, what's going on with them? They appear lacking to a new player, and dark power ramp up seems very long according to experienced players. Okay, fair. So. Let's start at the top with this gentleman's uh, part. What's strong about Resolve. So something going for Old Dominion is that none of their units take Resolve damage. What, as also mentioned from the quote, is very powerful because Resolve is heavily built into the game to get additional damage in. Like it's, um, it ends up being yeah. like a third of the damage you do into a unit. Like you got your, if you hit ten times, your opponent saves six of the or no your opponent saves three you do six wounds and then your opponent saves another three so you do three resolve so it's nine damage in total yeah or something like that or you do 10 you do 10 hits they save five and then they save three so you do seven wounds i think it actually is the average but old dominion don't take resolve um So you're not getting that extra damage. So that lends to being what their weakness is, is guns or shooting of any sort. So magic, uh, actual guns, anything where you're not in contact with Old Dominion. Because one of the issues Old Dominions has is they don't have very, um, a lot of, or 
Yeah, they don't have a lot of shooting. They have very uh, short shooting from their Kiers and their Cultists. The only long shooting they have is the... What the hell are they called? The Kata... Kata something. Canaphores, Karyatids, one of the two. I don't remember which. Hold the bows. Karyatids. I'm sure I could look it up. Yeah, they're range 20, barrage 3. I think they come on the old... uh, The Fallen Divinity... They come with anyone else, Curatids. No. Uh, Curatids come on a Hierodeacon if you really want them, but they're restricted. So you can get a bunch of Curatids for like 200 points per three stands. Uh, however, that, that is a lot of point sync for you to swap into a gun line while you want to be... You want your stuff to die, and if it's that far back, it's not dying. <laughs> But yeah. like it's the next problem. Like a unit of curatives to sit on his own and shoot, really good, good two hundred point investment. A bunch of curatives to sit on the zones and shoot, not as great because now you're not getting any dark power pool, pool, uh, pool points. But that might just be a list <laughs> where you just build mm-hmm. it around that. Yeah. Um. So with resolve though, and into shooting because your opponent doesn't take resolve you have no reason to be near old dominion to kill your stuff so staying further away and still doing damage is very good for you considering a lot of old dominion players are going to be running legionnaires and should we get into legionnaires now or no i'll, I'll stick with shooting we will get to legionnaires because they're we have to we have to talk about those guys <laughs> it they're in a they're in a really fun spot it's kind of funny how they ended up in this spot but <laughs> Because your opponent's not taking resolve, why why should you be close to them? Like, go get your Merc Crossbows, go get your Bow Chosen, go get your Fire Forge, go get your Halberd Drake, go get your Tempered Source. I'm just naming off Dwag shit. Go get your Slingers, <laughs> go get your Hunters. Like, get all your guns and just unload into Old Dominion and they'll fall apart. Because your opponent's just then, like, marching forward, getting shot, marching forward, getting shot. And yep. they, have to, they have to play a game of get shot or... Um, stay back off away from things kind of not scoring and if they do start scoring they're getting shot because they can't leave that thing to score yeah. um, because they want their stuff to die and if their stuff's dying they can no longer score with the stuff because they are a slower tempo faction because they want to be playing for the late game because they're going to be hopefully tier 3 by that point all their work stuff is going to be powered up Except if you kill off too many of their stuff early on, they are kind of stranded with their work units, and you can just swarm them with whatever else you have. Yeah. It's, it's, it's this weird cycle they got going on, where it's like, they go one way to solve one problem, but then causes another problem for them, like... Yeah, it, it's it's this, it's this weird like I'm fucking going back to that teeter totter thing where it's like this is weird balancing act that they just don't achieve right now. Of if they lose too many stuff to climb their uh, dark power pool tier really fast, they don't have enough stuff to have board presence, and they get swarmed out by their opponent. Um, your opponent wants to be shooting the shit out of them, so you can just set up killing fields and just lay waste to people as they approach you. Like, ugh. It's rough. Yeah. What do you guys say about Old Dominion shooting and resolve? 
that's pretty much it. Like, if you're not going to be getting the benefit of resolve anyway, just just pound them. Just shoot them from as far away from possible, and and keep them out of your air. And and then because uh, they, it's annoying to not get your resolves at first. That's the, like you're saying when you're new to them and you're not used to it. That really sucks. But uh, you know. If uh, if you shoot them, you still don't get resolved, but they get nothing. So, like you said, yeah. Uh, so that's really the main thing. Like I don't know what to add beyond that. They don't. That's that's tough for them, and they just they don't they don't get up there fast enough for the most part. Like they've got a couple pieces that move on the faster side, um, but I mean, they've got what the one cavalry item or item. <laughs> Uh, they got one right boy, but they wanna they wanna get into memories of old tier two and tier three before they start doing anything. So they're just gonna sit. Yeah, and that's really a waste of a horse. <laughs> that's a waste of a horse. I mean, it's uh, like when that's your best. I mean, and you know, traditionally that tends to be the counter to to shooting is to throw cavalry at it. Um, Sounds like and a- so when historical accuracy right there actually yeah but uh when you you know you need to hang out with your horses in the back until enough of your regular guys die either by your own hand or or uh the cruelty of fate and then you send them in it's you know you lose a lot of that impact that you'd otherwise get uh pun no pun intended No pun intended, indeed. Actually, I'm going to look at the cataphractoids really quick. I just want them open so I can... Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I understand them. <laughs> I'm just like... I need to just quickly read these guys just to see where stuff is going. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you just shoot the shit out of them. And... I... Yeah, it's... It's, it's just like playing in enough games and you're just like... It's weird because Old Dominion isn't like really going anywhere or really doing anything except the same game plan over and over again because they're restricted to that dark power pool tier. Like they're chained to it. And um, at this point, should we talk about the Legionnaires? Yeah, that might not be a bad place to jump into it. So... Uh, I'm just going to read this quote from one player. Legionnaires don't get anything done besides dying. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, that's the bottom line. Like, I'm looking at the line here right now. Um, Support 2 is wonderful. Like, that's a really underrated um, special rule, I feel like, because it's just so whatever. Um, Low-key is what I mean to say, but uh, Clash 2 sucks. Clash 2 is garbage, um, especially when you are just not getting inspired for so long. Yep. Gotta be Tier 3. Except, so, here's the thing about the Legionnaires. The Legionnaires are not there to hold a line, be objective chuds, uh, be pinners, be speed bumps. They are there for two reasons. One of them is a wizard, like an uh, Archimandrite or a hero deacon transport. And the other reason is to die like goddamn chaff that they belong to be. They are your cheap, very easily accessible mainstay that allows you to get into all your work stuff, and they are there to die, and they die quick. 
especially into anything with AP 1. Because their defense, 1, 2 of the shield, and maybe they'll memories evolve for phalanx, but then they're not double marching to get the table to die faster. <laughs> and why would you give them more defense when their whole purpose is to die? Um, a lot, I think, like, basically all of Old Dominion is, like, evasion one base on, like, everything, just for, like, shits and giggles. Uh, yeah, because they're, like, undead boys. But it does help for them staying alive. I also think because the animated vessel gives everyone terrifying one as well, so that does help them, uh, do work. Like, it's just terrifying one and evasion one on basically everything Old Dominion is just prevalent, so... Eh, you'll you'll get used to it. I want to say of <laughs> just being like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, oh, it's evasion one. Oh, actually, bone golems not evasion one. They're evasion zero. They are terrifying though. Hmm. So, one of the the big issues with legionnaires is that they're actually too expensive for what they're doing. Oh yeah, and, and that's dying. <laughs> you are you're too expensive to die, but you're the only option to die. Yeah. And that and that's kind of weird and sucks, I want to say. Oh, um, definitely. Things that you probably want to see dying would be lights, like the Morais and the Curies. Except they're 160 and 180 points. Like, <laughs> holy shit. This, yeah. um, what else is here? Uh, cultists. The only thing cheaper, I believe, than uh, Legionnaire is the Cultists. But they don't count towards their power pool points. They, it's kind of... It, it's 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 counterintuitive. It's that score energy, that that synergy that doesn't work again. It's yeah. I mean, looking at them here, they're worse than I've always to up until now. Braves were kind of my standard for like a bad infantry unit, but at 115 points in a very expensive army, like they have their place. These are more expensive than Braves, and they actually manage to be worse. Ah. <laughs> uh... Legionnaires are the undead men at arms for Old Dominion, and that's terrible because men at arms again. You sit uh, on zones. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing that we don't need to retread on this podcast, it's the value of men at arms at their cost for what they do. The the objective chuds. These are the dying yeah. chuds of Old Dominion. These so. are the <laughs> just chuds. Like they're just. <laughs> You don't get to do shit. You die like yeah. the bastards you are. So, a lot of old Dominions lists who want to get their dark power pool up gotta run a bunch of fucking Legionnaires. And you'll see, like, two to four units of Legionnaires just in someone's list because they need them to be up there to die. They need them to carry a character. That character, that unit of legionaries needs to sit on a back-end zone. Hopefully it's the Hierodeacon, because he can cast spells to increase your dark power pool faster. But you then get to the point where... If you can finagle a way to not kill legionaries and fuck your opponent over somehow... I don't know, this is just the realm of theory at this point. <laughs> um, not kill legionaries fast enough, but get into your opponent's work stuff... Varangian Guard, Bone Golems, uh, Canifers, Caryatids, Cataphractoids, Varangian Guard, eh, a bit of the Praetorian Guard. Praetorian Guard are in a, in a better place, but they they have a Legionnaire problem, except they're better. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Anathat, oh my god, the Anathatois, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll probably talk about you in detail of why, you sh why you're shit and no one loves you. Um... <laughs> 
you just like you can you can maybe like finagle your way around these running up to die legionnaire chuds. I know some people will throw um, icon bearers for ten points onto them, but then they don't get a standard bearer, so they can't run up the table faster to die. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, they're dying. So why would you ever put points in these fucking things? So yeah, um, Legionnaires taking that icon bearer is really just you're spending ten points to not buy an additional sand of forty points because their whole purpose is to die. Um, I have seen our local old D player will have Legionnaires with the icon bearer. Another unit of Legionnaires is a hero deacon who will kill a unit, and then the Archimandrite will then heal, like, the same unit the Hero Deacon is trying to kill, and it's this weird fucking, like, parasodic, like, symbiosis mm-hmm. creature, and this one unit of Legionnaires just dying and coming back from the dead over and over again, and some <laughs> weird hellish, like, Schrodinger's cat cycle to, like, yeah. generate dark power points, and some weird treadmill of horrible life and death. You love to see it. But the Legionnaires, if they were living and had resolve, I would say would be fucking great for a stat line. But what they're trying to do of dying, they're too fucking expensive. Yeah. Um, I would I would seriously say you need to drop this unit by five to ten points. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> like <clears throat> Pardon me. Yeah. They 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 need to go down. They're they are there to die to feed the the machine of the dark power pool for the rest of the army because the next cheapest thing is at 160. Besides cultists, because you're not even out. Oh well, the centaurs are 150, but they're still not even out. Is 160 for either Praetorian Guard or Curies. Like, it's such a huge leap in points. Yeah. Um, as well as in Old Dominion, I guess we can get into some of their list building, is that they are... <clears throat> they currently have out, I want to say, too many expensive work things, and that's why everyone has to take Legionnaires, because they're the cheapest dark power pool generator Old Dominion has, like, has to them. I think when... Uh, the centaurs come out like the centaur uh, prodormios. Yeah, they're like the they're like speed eight light cav running around. Yeah, that will change a little bit. Same thing with the medium cav. Or oh, they have guns. Ooh, the medium cav <laughs> have guns. Oh, this actually might be a good unit. Like once the cav come out, like the centaur cav come out, I think that'll change a bit. Cultists are going to change because then they can finally put fucking characters on the table turn one. Uh, the Hashishin, I don't even know what you are. You're a light infantry with Cleave 1 and Vanguard. Oh, you're an assassin unit, aren't you? Yes, they are yeah. an assassin unit. Okay, seven fucking attacks. Jesus Christ. Seven attacks, two, Cleave they're... 1. That's chosen a conquest. Uh... Yeah, but they're Clash 2 and they can't well, Oh, no, wait, sorry. I've got the Ooh. attacks and wounds backwards. The, ha- the Hashishin are actually living because they've resolved three. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're never getting played because you're too expensive at 180, and also you don't generate any mm-hmm. dark power pool uh, tokens. Yeah. yeah, you've assassinated your own use case. Yeah. Um. That's kind of the issue with Legionnaires, and it and it all ties into each other because it seems like factions that are either doing really well or doing really bad have a layering issue. 
where yeah. it's a multitude of things that are bad that all stack up together. It's a multitude of things that are good that all stack up to each other. Um, if Legionnaires are going to be that dark power pool generating chud unit, like chaff, they need to be cheaper than 120 points to achieve that. They need to, yeah. uh, like, if you want to be super duper generous, make them the same point cost as men at arms, but I don't think that'll ever happen because this unit doesn't take resolve. So I would say the best you're probably going to get is 110, but they for sure need to go down. Yeah. Um, there's the Legionnaire rant. <laughs> Check that off. <laughs> yeah, anything else to say about Legionnaires? No, I mean, what more is there to say? Like, <clears throat> excuse me. It's okay. Um, they're just uh, underwhelming. Like, they go up to D2 with the shield, um, and then Phalanx with memories of old. But, like, I just keep thinking about units with line breakers just, <laughs> just carving right through them, which mm-hmm. I guess is you got that what you're one. looking for, but, like, you want even if something is going to die you at least want it to gum things up for maybe a turn on the way out but like a lot of go ahead like a lot of regiments can through a combination of of um well i mean not even a combination of anything some of them can just do it from head on can just delete um legionnaires even with the lack of resolve and then the value that you would have gotten as a roadblock even is not there like i think just generating points for dark power is not enough they need to have some kind of utility in addition to that so if legionnaires could take like an icon bearer for free to generate another um what the hell is it like another point would that make them a little better because then they could now they're like super in that die roll yeah i almost i don't know usually when i um try to solve problems like that like i go off in a really like weird overly complicated direction to do it because i'm just Like, aside from adjusting the thresholds, because there's, there's just fundamentally, like, like you said, Legionnaires are just at odds with what you need to be doing to succeed in a war game, ultimately. Yeah, like, I feel like the idea was that Legionnaires were going to be, like, the, the de- undead men-at-arms, and the undead men-at-arms, like, the men-at-arms themselves were going to be, like, big bricks of men-at-arms, slamming up against the problems of the world, and, like, the heroic cavalry charge will come in and save the day and solve all the problems, but it's, like... Uh, they die way too fucking fast and don't do anything, and I'm spending way too many points for that, and there's better options. Except, yeah. World Dominion, there is no better option remotely close to the Legionnaires, and the Legionnaires don't do it. Yeah. So, them being expensive hurts Old Dominion's whole stick and that's why it's leaning towards chaff more because you're spending too many points chaff wise currently want me to read you another yeah. another uh bonk table quote yeah hit me all right currently by record metrics in the u.s metas old dominion sits at the bottom of the general rankings and single rated event rankings these former use uses every game played and logged in the system, while the latter only pulls from the 
uh, rated events, the majority of which are 2K. Why is this? A few reasons. At 2K, they take too long to spool up. Most armies will have an early game that, that can either match or remove their early elements. If their warlord or casters are removed early, it's a lost game for them, since they won't be able to generate enough DP to bring their full might to bear. <laughs> Fuck. I'm, uh, I might just... <laughs> you know what I'm chuckling about. Yeah. Um, no fast light presence, and what they do currently have is not used well by the majority of players. In my opinion. I always forget abbreviations. Um, Morai and Cures are deadly and effective when applied in the right place. Number three. Base stats are kind of bad, but get better with later buffs. That all goes out the window if they can't reach them, though. The Fallen Divinity is a cool model and either needs a rework or have to have a way to power its own pool on its own without taking from the main one. It's just another compounding issue that the rest of the army can't spool up fast enough, and at times, neither can she. Uh, number five, Cultus and her Hashashin aren't out, and even if they were, they don't contribute to, to the army's mechanics. C.1. Uh, strengths. No resolve effectively cuts a large amount of damage out of the equation, and they have effective units when they reach higher tiers. Weaknesses. Slowish. Same movement as most infantry, but little in the way of vanguard, triple marching, etc. And able to be shot fairly easy. New players don't yet know how to play and often either do well with them, as they can ignore parts of the game and familiarize themselves with the basics, or they're crushed by them because other armies do what because other armies do have to play all parts to be more successful. Experienced players generally account for and commit enough to either stall or wipe out old Dominion units, targeting key pieces rather than grinding down what is given to them to kill. Yeah, that's fucking true. <laughs> do that shit all the time. I'm like, I don't yep. want your goddamn Legionnaires. I want all the juicy bits. Give me the fucking caster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A scorpion, that guy from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's really there. There's one kind of strat to like i mean general strategy to dealing with old dominion and that is just ignore the stuff that's going to give them dark power and then kill the stuff that is going to benefit from dark power. yeah if you if you start on the end where they want to be where they want to be uh, eating last <laughs> i'm gonna if, if this is a if this is a i don't know a fucking yogurt stick or something <laughs> you start on the <laughs> other end and slurp out all the juicy parts before you go through all the bad parts then, then yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. it's like you went into the the kitchen and stole the cake and ate it while everyone else was having like the appetizers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a better metaphor. Um, so yeah, and it's tough because old Dominion players want to keep their work units safe and they want to bring up the chaff, but it's just chaff. And sometimes you can just let your opponent's chaff hit you on like an on like your chaff and just be like, all right, we're having a chaff off. And then your other actual good shit goes around and just kills off all the, their good shit. Cause they're not powered yeah. up yet. Um, I basically agree with like all this stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, that's the problem I think comes down to in a way that, um, EB is afraid to let units that aren't intended to be high class units get high class, um, which I guess makes sense to an extent. But uh, I think that's where a lot of like they're more 
design-wise, they seem to be more willing to let units easily get more resilient, but not necessarily more killy. And so when it um, comes into um, design spaces where there where you have units that are going to be always inspired or that are going to get flat bonuses to clash that bring them up and stuff that's where they get to that's where units start to get undertuned i think um i guess out of a sense of caution but i don't know does that make sense uh, a little i i think i got from it's that the same- same thing sort of that uh, is happening with Wadroon to an extent where but instead of being um well I mean it really is exactly the same in the sense that you're being uh, everything is being costed and designed around maximum output which you're not necessarily always getting or really realistically getting more than half the time at best like, like it's not designed around averages. It's designed around like if you got the god roll every single time. Yeah, that's really what I feel like is my takeaway from the way that they design a lot of offensive output in units, and so that's why legionnaires seem so uh, tepid. Like at least, you know, technically they get to defense three, which is not great, but it's not terrible either. Um, it needs some, like, you need to get there, because they uh-huh. have memories of old and everything to get up to it, but, uh, but on the other hand, like, Clash 2 and no real way to get that. Yeah. Anyone who's at the roll Clash 2 attacks... Sucks. Yeah, knows. It's, it's worse than, I'd rather just roll Clash 0 attacks at that point and get the shame of it over with. I, <laughs> I yeah, it's like... You might as well just give me three attacks so I feel better. Like, I just do three auto-hits. Yeah. Because then at that point, I'm like, yeah, they did it. Uh, <laughs> because there have been plenty of times where I've just like, well, we got three uh, three up, no hits. Yeah. Yep. And I inspired Clash. So I'm two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, cla- like... And there's times where people are like, oh, they got Clash 2. And I'm like, bah! <laughs> but Clash 2 is worthless. Yeah. I don't unless it starts with a three. I don't give a shit. <laughs> for the most part, that's true. Like you need a really high volume of attacks to make up for Clash Two, to make the. To or you gotta have them. like flurry as like to kind of yeah. like help yourself out. And even then, I'm not even worried with flurry. Like I've had one of my opponents roll like Clash Two into me and was like, "All right, three hits." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And he's like, "Well, now I'm gonna flurry these fifteen other dice." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." And it's like now I got seven hits. And I'm like, "Sweet." Yep. Yeah, you, I've you been rolled there. like eighteen to twenty dice in total. <laughs> you got yeah. you got seven out of that. Yeah, that sounds about right for Clash Two. Yeah, Flurry wants Clash Three. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Should I get on to the next quote? Yeah. All right. What do you think <laughs> of the problems at Old D? Almost all the heavies are great, but you lose pretty much instantly if you take more than three. I'd wish for more medium options besides, uh, was it Praetorians and Cataphractoi? I, I want to agree with that. I, it seems like Old Dominion wants to build two big heavy units, and they want to be the same thing. So, like, you either build two big units of bone golems, like five, two by, like, two stand, or two regiments of five, or 
two regiments of five or six of like Brangian Guard or Cataphract uh Cataphractors. Like same thing. Like you go you go hard on one of those units, and that's your heavy that you want to have all your dark power pool tokens like super buff, basically. Yeah. And and that's where we kind of get into this balance of the chaff and work, because those three units I just named are work units. And when you have too many of them, you don't have enough chaff to buff them quick enough to get your work done. So, yeah, yeah this this is a very important thing to, like, know and understand. Um, this is where the quote from Legionnaires don't do anything done, or, yeah, don't get anything done besides dying comes from. Mm-hmm. And Anatoy are hot garbage, or have the same problem as the Morai as being very expensive for a regiment that never's gonna con or never gonna get in contact with the enemy. Uh, Legio tax makes many lists very similar, and I would wish priests could accompany the ghost regiments to open up options. Yeah, like it's so yeah. the ghost regiments are the Morais and the Kiers. They can't take characters because they're ghosts, and the characters aren't ghosts. They're just skeleton boys. Mm. Um. Yeah, that it's so weird because you need you need the priest, especially the hero deacon, out as quickly as possible. And if yeah. he's out turn one, he can start generating dark power pool tokens for you. It helps a ton trying to get your dark trying to get to tier two and tier three quicker. But you can't because mm-hmm. you have that scornergy. What's in that rule? You can't put characters in the two available lights. Yeah, and the same thing happens with the cultists because it doesn't generate dark power pool when they're dead. So it's kind of like fuck. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, yeah, and the Morais die before they get there. You just shoot the Morais to death. <laughs> they they have to run forward to get any work done. Um, let's talk about the Anathatoys. Anathatoys. This, so why, do you, do you want to talk about, do you hate this regiment? Or am I the only one who hates this regiment out of the two of us? Um, let's have a look here. Well, I got bodyguards, so you hate that. <clears throat> Look, the Clash 2 with Flurry. <laughs> yeah, exactly what we were talking about, so. Terrifying one. Yeah. That's a, like, just looking at the... For 170 like, points, like... It's fucking garbage. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll read off their, their shit so that people understand what the hell's going on. So they're 170 points, speed 5, Clash 2, 6 attacks, 4 wounds, defense 2, evasion 1. They got bodyguards, who gives a fuck? They got flurry, so they're at least re-rolling that Clash 2. They have their 6 attack, or sorry, they have animated vessel, don't, like, it's just, they're undead. Uh, terrifying 1, so, you know, that's on everything, that's really nice. They can take a standard bear for 10 points. They can take a prince set, which gives them always inspired, for 25. And that's a great point, sink. Or a dark canifer, what... The regiment's command stand counts as two additional stands of the same type for the purposes of seizing objective zones. Uh, I think you're taking a prince set because they're both 25 points. But now mm. your regiment is, for an MSU, is now going up to 195. You take a standard so bearer. more expensive than an Apex. Yeah. <laughs> are you getting the same, if you take, are you getting a same level of output as a Clash 3 Flurry 6 attack? Anatoire unit as an apex. I mean, I'd have to run the numbers, but I'm gonna guess that with the like, the, no, like, there's no. You're scenario. Clean, they're saving on their defense. Their evasion one. <laughs> like, 
Like this... it's a difference of ele- like you get seven more attacks on the Athanatoi, but they're all clash two. Yeah, they're. They're not. They're too expensive for too little. Yeah. Like, if you wanted a better, like, another chaff regiment to pick from for Old Dominion, make it the Anatois. I'm, I'm not lying here. Like, put these guys to, like, one... What the fuck? I don't know. Put them down to, like, 130. Fuck it. Just drop their points hard. Uh... Get cut bodyguards is useless, or fucking leave it on there. It doesn't matter. Maybe drop their attacks down from like six to five. Their stat line's fine. The rest of them's fine. Flurry can stay on. Drop their points down to one thirty, and maybe they'll see play if the legionnaires are dropped down to one ten, one fifteen. But fuck, man, you put these guys down to one twenty five or one twenty. Like they need, like Old Dominion needs another chaff. Uh, dark power pool generating unit. Anatois at defense two base. Fucking sit that spot real good. They're just way too fucking expensive for fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, if this regiment had cleave on it, then you're, you're talking about something. But they don't. But then you get into the power of... Or you don't get into the power. You get into the problem of... Now this is the work unit you want to buff up because here's the other problem: the memories of old is hot shit. It's counterattack. Yeah. So every roll of a one, you do a hit back. I want to say you do a hit. Yeah, yeah it's one like hit. That. So who the fuck cares about counterattack? Get something better. <laughs> um, Praetorian Guard are good as a medium if you want like a like kind of like that tanky unit because their memory of old is Bastion plus one. And yeah. they can take um, Profane Relic for Aura of Death, plus two. Oh, and yeah. you just run these guys forward and you start that Aura of Death train. Mm-hmm. And you put a Zilliarch in here who's just going to town. And the, this unit goes up to like defense. Their defense two base. I'm talking about Praetorians now. Defense two base, shield to three, Bastion to four, five wounds, five attacks, clash two. You put a Zilliarch in here and you just go to town. Like. Yes. The. Praetorian Guard versus Athronatoa. Athronatoa can just go fuck themselves. Like, they're just... It's not a well-designed unit at all. No. It doesn't seem to really have a fit in the... In in list building and, like, a purpose? Like, why? There's absolutely no reason to take this unit. Yeah, the difficulty is you're you're putting so much points into it to get such a small amount of value that it's a tough sell. So is so is this unit on on the teeter totter? Does this unit fall in the chaff side or into the work side? I get well. It I mean neither because the point costs like it yeah. should be a chaff unit, but it doesn't succeed at that because at 170 points like i i need it to do something yeah like praetorian guard do something they're a they're a designed anvil like what's a what's a good yeah. example for praetorian guard um i don't know they're they're, they're kind of like thane like dwight thanes who are medium who have a little bit lower defense who don't have any cleave like they're kind of like that like Return Guardian Anvil, Anatot Taws are just 
there's some flaily boys that can go like legionnaires are meant to die I, yeah i i really i would count this unit for something if they change its memories of the world because counterattack is just a waste they cut 40 to 50 of their of its points out yeah and it joined as another option as a chaff pick for instead of the legionaries you your two chaff picks for your dark power pool generation are antithaw and legionnaires legionnaires little little more let's say you know they drop down to 210 they're a little more um they're same level defensibility not very many attacks coming out of them antithaws you get a little bit more offensive capability for a little bit more points but it opens that up to you. Yeah. Gives you a choice. Because currently there is no choice. No. God damn it. No, and these, uh, like looking at the point breaks as well, that's something that I've been really giving a lot of thought to in the game overall. Um, there's, it's a weird spread. Nothing really competes, but it, like for slots at at base, like I'm not really getting that deep into it and figuring out without the upgrades that you'd want to take where things land but it just everything seems to be expensive and weirdly costed in relation to everything else too so there maybe needs to be like a pass just in terms of how the pieces all fit yeah like someone tries to build lists not based upon their points like Kind of, you know, cover your eyes of the points and then build a list and be like, oh, this is really good. Let's do, and then like reveal the points and see how much it actually costs to do that. And then maybe compare that internally to other lists or compare that to what you're currently getting, compare that to what other factions are getting, and, you know, kind of have a look around at that and be like, okay, maybe we do need to adjust a couple things. Like, yeah. They're, I, th- I think they're getting into like the Wadroon, one of the Wadroon problems of like, like how Wadroon pays for the chant tax in their points on things while um, Old Dominion is paying for the no resolve memory of old tax and I feel like at times they kind of get double dipped on it or some even triple yeah. dipped like the, the Anathatois do because like they should not be that fucking expensive for what they're doing yeah because uh, you're, you're paying for the no resolve okay that's fair pay points for no resolve I'm 100% fine with that you're paying points for the draw event of a memory of old and an action of memory of old at some point in the game and always inspire at some point in the game. But if you fuck up your death order, you might not even get there or it might not. It might be too late. Yeah. So it's just really, really shit. Um, <laughs> what's strong about them? Continuing the quote from this uh, this player. They are pretty resilient due to their morale immunity. Even though having average offense stats, uh, tending to be on the higher price, uh, yeah, price side slash more elite side due to their tax units. Many options for high cleave, though often very redundant. Pardon me. Just, I don't know why I'm burping. Though often very redundant unit choices. Yeah, as, like as we've been discussing, there's there's too much of the same shit going on here. Yep. Yeah, it's just a lot of weirdly costed, poorly statted things. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Varangian Guard are... um... They used to be 180. (laughs) 
they got a little bump because they were too good. See, at 180, I think they're a little more reasonable, to be quite honest, because, like... I think the issue was happening was that Old Dominion players were literally running uh, two units of these things as six stands each, and those were their two heavy options, and they were just, like, slaughtering the world with Linebreaker and Cleave plus one going to Cleave three. And then they're... Mm. I think they're always... They just took the Princept on them for the Always Inspire, so they're going to Clash four, and they have six wounds defense... Defense three with that evasion one, so they they had a little bit more survivability than you thought, just because yeah. those extra two wounds. And at one eighty points, um, they were at the time the same point cost as Steel Legion. I wanted actually I think Steel Legion were one eighty five. Like they're more expensive than Vanguards, <laughs> or sorry, uh, Vrangian Guards, and it like they weren't you weren't getting the same level of output <laughs> as them. Less attacks, more cleave, more attacks, less cleave. Like, eh. you know, there's always that trade off, but maybe even Varangian Guard can go down to 195, 190. But yeah, I, or I maybe. Think, I think they got punished a little for their crimes against uh, humanity. Yeah. As t- tends to happen in these games. But, like, this seems like a, I would say, a use case for where the low. Um, MSU cost and high stand cost relationship might be a way of balancing them. Yeah. Like drop their points down to 180 but increase their additional stand cost from 55 to like 80. Just something fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Maybe not even ridiculous but just prohibitive. So that way you're really like leaning into it if you do want to go that route. But Mm -hmm. I mean like 55 points of stand is actually quite competitive. Oh yeah. Or something like Vrangian Guard. Because what, you're... They're, they're not even, like, their base cost, yeah, their base cost is four stands, if you're just doing by additional stands. Slightly yeah. less than four stands, so that even, there are base cost right now. Actually, yeah. let's go look oh, at that. Yeah. So, uh, additional stand of Legionnaires is 40 points. That's kind of normal. Uh, 120, what are you doing? 40, 80, yeah, no, they're literally perfectly classed. Patrolling Guard are up front more because they're 45 in additional stand and they're seeing at 160. So it seems like they have a higher upfront cost and already a reduced stand cost. So yeah, maybe they do need to swap that around. Yeah, that seems like any... If the problem is that people are bringing too big of bricks, then that's the easiest way to... Fix that. Oh, that one, I feel like, but yeah. yeah. Um, it's... It's a weird game the developers got to play and sort shit out from. Yeah. But I, I mean, that's, I think, uh, more broadly like a problem that we're going to start seeing as well in, in the near future, barring a 2.5 or a 3.0 revision to the game is where um, they're going to have to start costing stuff to make it just impossible to take huge bricks of stuff because that's... Um, yeah, it's something that uh, can become problematic unless that's yes. how the developers want their game to be played. Like that's we don't yeah. know that. Um, yep, that's certainly a fair point. But uh, yeah, I guess that's at that point we really just we're just speculating. But uh, I don't know what kind of game they want us to play. But uh, but yeah, broadly speaking, bricks right now. Back to checkers. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's speak about them. Uh, missing unreleased light units weaken their early game. 
Against more experienced players, it becomes very hard or even impossible to close the scenario point gap. Very little range presence. Uh, Fallen Divinity is very anti-synergistic with the units she, she should or she would work best with. Uh, Curatids without... Uh, what is this? Mo the Moo. Oh, this is the Memory of Old. Memories of Old. Yeah, yeah. the Moo. <laughs> Draw actions. Moo. And relies heavily on the Hero Deacon Warband for Dark Power Pool generation. Though it is probably the worst Warband to pair her with, mirroring her own, Valsh has become much more or less uh, impactful through the blessed nerfed and remaining shooting prevalence. In tournaments, you have to reach turn 8 at least if you want to win a game. That's something very difficult, especially when playing with newer opponents. They don't want to rush. How do new players handle them? New players tend to run headfirst into them at, at first, but with a little help, realize very quickly just hammer their scenario play and sit them out. How do experienced players handle them? With early pressure and board control, it becomes a timed battle with the Old Dominion player to break the resistance in time. Last uh, release with Ash and Dawn, Steel Forge, and Dino Riders tend to break um, AD units and leave them hanging even during the late game. I think they were supposed to say Old Dominion units and leave them hanging even during the late game. Yeah. Right. How here's another one. How do you play them? Joint force approach. Archimandrite warband seems like a must. Have to get objectives done. Uh, MSU cures plus the Opito legionnaires with the Archie can usually threaten objectives in their own half before 100k spires, flyers, quick dinos, or drag sorcerers get them. Although, if only these opponents start with their own objectives first. If they go straight to the old dominions objective, it's very difficult. And I like bone golems. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to play uh, the Bronchosaurs, uh, or the Bronco... What the fuck are these things called? They're something... Uh, oh, God. The Bunkafoli. These are the Minotaurs. These are the mini Minotaurs. That's what I'm going to call them from now on, because I'm terrible at words. Um, I'd love to play the uh, Undead Minotaurs, but they're just not attractive beside the other heavies, which gets their job done just a little bit better or more diverse. I really would like them with their own spin like flank slash dread being refitted as a medium or something i enjoy cataphractor and praetorians what's going on with them stench of the dead from the actual best german old dominion player nice mm. i guess what the actual best old dominion player says from germany thank you very much for your words yeah, I don't disagree with any of this, truthfully. Like, it's it's very much, um... New players... Stop running headfirst into them. Experienced players will kill all their work stuff. Try and finish the game early, because Old Dominion gets better later on, because you've killed more of their shit. So if you can end the game early by just outscoring them so far early on, they'll just never catch up. And, as mentioned before, Old Dominion has a very weak scenario play, because... They, they're not fast enough to get into those zones, and they get rushed out by everyone else. Yeah, yeah, and because they're so slow, if uh, if you need to, you have time to set up your, you know, your big hits. Yeah, you can take an extra turn or two to uh, get your stuff in position, so that when they do roll up, you just descend. So, I th think the rest of this just kind of gets into a bunch of stuff. I don't know if I'm going to really scroll through it all that ton. Um, Zam. 
Yeah, no, I've, it's just stuff I've already mentioned, and we've kind of reliterated a bunch of times. Um, oh, so here's another one. Um, so memory is old, and the last activation. Let's, let's talk about that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to draw on a, like um, how to how to say something so I don't sound like an idiot. Although probably a lot of people think I'm an idiot, but that's fine. Um, some of the stuff of these memories of old phalanx. Bastion, um, some more of this defensive oriented stuff, maybe even Aura of Death, like Aura of Death plus one on the Bone Golems. They are active during, like, the, the regiment goes, they draw Ven into it, they action into it, and then it goes away on their next turn. So if the Bone Golems go, draw Ven Aura of Death plus one, charge Clash into a regiment. Next turn, that regiment activates, and now they, they don't get their memory of old, they miss out on that Aura of Death. So, like, that regiment has to go first if you want that little bit of extra from that Aura of Death. Um, yeah. The Legionnaires have to go first to get that little bit of extra from Phalanx. Like, the Praetorian Guard have to go first, like, but then something could hit them in that way, like, through them. Memories yeah. of old and some spells in 1.15 used to carry over until that regiment activated next, so there was no gaps, because that, that regiment would activate next, upkeep the thing they were doing, and then continue forward. So a lot of the times, the memories of olds that are being used are the offensive ones, because you're getting um, work out of it quickly, or the ones that you just activate first before your opponent activates that regiment, and you just kind of get it. Yeah. And... um. There was a bit of talk about that, like, and I kind of agree, like, reverting the memories vault back to last until next activation. Yeah, and I, was, yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it. Uh, it does seem like that's how they were originally designed, um, and it's the same thing with chance. Like originally, chance carried over until the regiment next activated as well. It just it, it was a decision that it was broadly seemed to be broadly made to just reduce the overall amount of like bookkeeping in the game, which yeah. is good in theory. But like this, it, it's definitely it makes it difficult. Um, I mean, I guess technically before Bastion and stuff would carry over until the next, um, or would it? I don't even remember. Anyway, let's not get sidetracked. <laughs> um, point is um it uh the defensive oriented stuff it's tough because at like best case scenario you get one priority activation per turn provided you win the um the roll off the roll off yeah and like if you're playing against somebody who's good like you have to assume you don't and you know then you're make yeah you have to assume you're not going to win supremacy and if somebody knows what they're doing like you have to assume that you're probably going to be going like pretty close to shot for shot in terms of like the importance of the activations that you build through the turn yeah um so like generally you know what you, everybody knows what needs to be activated first on an important turn yeah. Um, and then what can potentially go, you know, second, third, fourth, whatever. Um, so when you have more than one thing that needs to get priority and then activate to get to a baseline level of defensiveness or whatever the case is, like it just, 
it can very quickly become that you have too many pieces for that to become possible in all the places where you actually do need it in a in a complicated game state. Yeah, and maybe there should be more tokens like and this and this this conversation of memories of old lasting until the until their next activation it would be on specific things and stated in that memory of old for that thing kind of thing like it wouldn't be on like all the memories of old but it would be on things that made sense like the aura of a death for the bone golems the phalanx for the legionnaires the i don't know what the fuck was bastion for the uh, what is it? Praetorian Guard. While other things like with the kind of like the the offensive stuff would just be for that round because it only affect for that round anyway. Yeah. But it yeah it just uh, there's too much of a hole and if you get outplayed you're just dead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a it's a similar problem that uh, you hear a lot with the Nords right now where. Um, the Volva, not the Volva so much, but the Valkyries and the Huskarls are sort of both anti-synergistic to one another because they both want to be activating and getting Bastion, and uh, they both are going to fold relatively quickly without it. So if you're running both, and like you're running into a situation where you need to, you know, you need to pick your favorite kid, and you don't always, <laughs> don't always uh, want to do that. I always pick my favorite kid. I don't give a shit. Imperial officer with rapid deployment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's a counter to that um, memories of old lasting to next activation. Memories of old to next activation doesn't work for me. You'd actually just take walls of golems and make them unavoidable. Aura of Death doesn't actually, doesn't exactly feel like a feels bad at the moment, but if Aura of Death five to six start becoming unavoidable, that quickly is going to develop into a problem. Uh, the undead minotaurs need something to make them better than Varangis and actually like the defense one to evasion two. Yeah, now they're talking about like bounces and shit. <laughs> mm. Immediately, just like devoided into like things we should change. Mm-hmm. Um, because of course that's gonna happen. But it's like I, I want to know like what people are seeing, what people think, what people have to say about stuff because it's like I'm not not going to have answers to stuff, and this is also either going to reaffirm things that we think, or open up other avenues of conversations of things we didn't catch on or didn't understand all the way. Yeah. Um, what else is in here? Is there anything else in here? I'm just scrolling through it. I will I will lead, read the five pages last. Uh, that's just math. Blah, blah, blah. I don't Really like math. I love math. Um, yeah, shit's for nerds. Here we go. This, well, this is quite long. Uh, fun things about Old Dominion is you have two major ways to play them. Uh, DP for Dark Power and Fallen, uh, FD for Fallen Divinity. This makes their play styles very diverse. Do you want magic and healing mixed in with other units similar to other armies, albeit without resolve? Or do you want a single monster that will eat everything in its way but forgo most healing? These armies have the units inside them play differently as well. This gives the army some replayability. Cons to this, the Fallen Divinity feels like an afterthought of the army. Everything scales off of Dark Power. The Hero Deacon, who is arguably the most useful, uh, likely used priest for the Fallen Divinity playstyle, only has one viable spell. In the Fallen Divinity playstyle, Dark Suffocation uh, gain a power point. As Black Flame Consecration scales with Dark Power only, not Fallen, uh, not fallen Divinity or both. 
This gets doubled down with the blessed nerf, and she receives no compensation. Remember, she's not only 300 to 400 points, she's also your warlord and your faction rules all in one size 3. Very shootable package. I'd love to see her and her team get a bit of an overhaul. Either A, just make it make it take less points for her to get to the higher tiers. Not that bad for the enemy as she does microwave your whole army. Uh, option B, make units close to her get dark power points tier 3 so they can use memories as a draw vent. You can either nerf this or buff this as needed. Make the buff only uh, apply to her warband or only at Fallen Divinity tier 3. Option C, double down on her being strong, give her some magic. Are you telling me that the priests that worship her can take or can cast magic because of the god, the uh, god, the worship? God, I'm gonna say god, they worship, but she, the god, has no magic. The further this confusion is the fact that uh, Hespians and Promethean giants are powered by caged gods, and so why not give her the same punch magic? Now, for dark power, getting the points are usually very slow or very fast. This is often depends on the opponent. Leaving the old Dominion player to feel like they have little interaction with their own army. If your opponent doesn't attack you, meaning they simply march charge you. Uh, simply march charge you doesn't act mean you'll never get to tier 2, let alone tier 3. Your faction doesn't have the damage to push them out, and thus you lose with not real say so. So how your own army works. I have no solution for this after or Veth got nerfed. With all this being said, I love this army. It does feel like they're leading an army of the dead. It just has some kinks to work out. So that was quite a lot, and I do like their breakdown between the old or the Fallen Divinity and the rest of the faction. So let's talk about the Fallen Divinity. Mm-hmm. Now, now I got to scroll all the yeah. way the fuck back up because <laughs> now we get to read her Dark PowerPoint shit. Yeah, I don't know that I've gone up against the Fallen Divinity since 2.0 has dropped. In all honesty, but it seems like it. Like I remember 1.5. Death on Earth. It was terrible. If it got up to tier 3, like, I remember uh, the first time I won against that list, I had to throw two dinosaurs and braves into it, and I didn't even kill it. I just tied it up long enough that it couldn't, like, that I won on scenario with my one other regiment that was holding a point. <laughs> I I can tell you now, tier 1 Fallen Divinity your opponent doesn't want it to come... Like, they want it on the table to start using Blasphemous Soma, but they don't want it on the table until you've hit tier um, 2. However, so they keep it at the back end of their table, then they hit tier 2, and maybe they can kill a regiment or two and kind of be safe, and they want to get to tier 3. Because at tier 2, they're basically a Mountain Jotnar with a little a little more going on. And so if you can kill yeah. a Mountain Jotnar, you can kill a Fallen Divinity, a tier 2 Fallen Divinity. A tier 3 Fallen Divinity starts to be a problem, but I think it's still manageable to kill. I've only killed a tier 1 and a tier 2 Divinity. Yeah. Um, and if you kill the Fallen Divinity and your opponent doesn't get any work out of that regiment, it it's such a huge blowback on the old Dominion player. Like, they have to redo their entire Dark Power Pool because the Fallen Divinity takes all the dark power pool into itself and you can't i'm just debating if i want to read off dark power pool but uh, but anyway you can't leave the dark or the fallen divinity alone by itself because your opponent will swarm it and bring it down so you need to have regiments around it to support it 
like you want you want two regiments beside it on either flank just to like keep shit off of it as it does its work. Um, yeah. So for the tiers, the Fallen Divinity gets its own tiers. Uh, its supremacy ability basically explains how this thing works. Um, I don't think we really need to read it because we just released the supremacy episode. But the Fallen Divinity now uses its tier two characteristic profile instead. So it has tier one, two, and three profiles. Um, upon reaching the the Fallen Divinity's profile to tier two, keep any wound markers previously inflicted and then heal it for four wounds. So if it takes, um, if you if it took four wounds, you just full you just heal to full. But if it had any more, then it you know it's still injured, and then it gains more health on top of that. Yeah. In addition, the range of the Font of Dark Power special rule is extended to 14 inches. While friendly regiments with the Animated Vessel special rule are within 10 of the Fallen Divinity, they add plus 1 to their attack characteristic. It's pretty good. Get an extra hit. Yeah. Uh, tier 3. The Fallen Divinity now uses this Tier 3 characteristic profile instead. When Tier 3 is reached, update the Fallen Divinity's profile to Tier 3, keeping any wound markers previously inflicted, and then heal it for 6. So if you do more than 6, it's not going to get all of it back, but it's also going to gain health and heal. What kind of sucks. In addition, while friendly regiments within the with the animated vessel special rule are within ten inches of the Fallen Divinity, they add plus two to their attack characteristics, gain the Dauntless special rule. So now you can never break. What's kind of nice. Like people think because Old Dominion doesn't have resolve, they can't break. They can break. You still yeah. can break and shatter Old Dominion regiments. When another friendly regiment completes its activation within ten inches of the Fallen Divinity, that regiment suffers four wounds. I don't really like that. So it gives it gives out a buff of ten inches to give plus two attacks to everybody. Um, it's font of dark power rule. I need to go read that because it goes up to fourteen. Font of dark power. Any power pool, any power tokens generated from the removal of stand belong to a font of any, to a friendly regiment within ten to the font of any must be allocated. Oh, so you actually have two pools going. Yeah. So. It sucks in at 10, so you want friendly stuff to die within 10 to feed the Fallen Divinity. And then at Tier 2, it goes to 14, but if you have shit on the other side of the field dying, it doesn't actually contribute to the Fallen Divinity because it's too far away. Yep. Ooh, that's, that's a little bit of bookkeeping there. Yep. My, last time I played it, my, our, our local D player, I was pretty sure, was just throwing it all at the Fallen Divinity for just being on the table. <laughs> Good thing I read the rules. Um, and then we get into the next issue of you get plus two. It's like once you hit tier three, you get plus two attacks, but you're just you're oh, and you're always inspired. No, you're not always inspired because you never got any of your dark power pool stuff, and you're just losing wounds. So is a tier three fallen divinity good enough to kill everything around it? Let's have a look at those stats. This thing's volley I... four for some reason. <laughs> Turn <coughs> me. Weird. So, at tier at tier one, it's very slow at movement four, but it's evasion three. Tier two, you kind of had better stat line of six move, clash three, ten attacks, twelve wounds, defense three, evasion two. It's terrifying two, cleave two, harden two, five impacts. It's blessed. It had animated vessel. It's unstoppable. Uh, tier three, your movement eight, your clash four. So you're going to it can't even take an inspired action <laughs> it's just clash four holy shit it can't inspire to four rerolling sixes uh it's 12 attacks 15 wounds defense four evasion one so it's 
easier to kill because its defense is getting higher. It's Brutal Impact 3 on its 5 impacts. It's Terrifying 3. It's Hardened 2. It's Unstoppable. It's, un it's Tenacious. It has Bless. It's Cleave 3. It's Flank, Animated Vessel, and Front of Dark Power. I... At Tier 3, I don't... I don't... It has an anti-synergy again. Like, I don't think it's doing enough, truthfully. It seems... If, like, on paper, you look at it and you're like, ooh, that's quite strong, but, like, ooh. realistically, without reroll sixes, um, without, um, trying to say here, yeah, I mean, that's, that's big, the terror, like, all the debuffs are all well and good, but you are not... One rounding a unit even on the charge is not necessarily a foregone conclusion, I feel like. And that's when you, to get, for all that it takes to get into tier 3, I feel like you want it consistently just like hopping regiments. Mm hmm. Um, but I mean, like, small stuff, like, like, yeah, you could kill a light in one activation, but like, that's not what you should be measuring the value of the fallen divinity in terms of. So it can take, I think it can take like three dark blessings or some shit. So you grab, so this is where the Fall of Vinny ends up being like 400 points. It's 300 base. You grab the Canatrack, what is when you reach dark power pool tier two. Um, character and all friendly regiments within eight inches of it gain inspired. Or, or, yeah, they just are affected by the inspired special rules. So that's how you get it to rerolling sixes. You then grab the regiment this character stands attached to gains the dread special rule and. This dark blessing affects all friendly regiments in six, so people are not inspired in. Or sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Dark blessing affects all friendly regiments with six or less stands within eight inches of it. So now you can't inspire into it, and then I think you give it unstoppable, so it rerolls defensive rolls of six. Like you just you just spend for all those upgrades because you need it to do work. You need it to stay the fuck alive as long as possible, and having dread and rerolling your defense rolls a six helps immensely. That's why yeah. it gets up to like four hundred points. So that mm. I mean, oh my god, the fucking forty, yeah, forty eighty. It ends up being four hundred and ten points. Jesus, creepers, creepers. But you need all those for this thing to work. Yeah, that's see three hundred points. I was already looking at it and being like, well, with this and then a couple of war units and its warband to support it, like... It can only take two regiments. It's already getting pretty... Yeah, it's already getting pretty mm -hmm. pricey, and then the additional 110 points of artifacts to get it up and running is... Uh, yeah, and then you want to take a hero deacon, because you need to generate dark power points, and you need to keep that hero deacon... Like, you need to take <laughs> fucking legionnaires to die! Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it, it just... I feel like the Fallen Divinity list, even though it's a big model, even though you can get it big, even though you can do a ton of damage and work with it, it's too restrictive on what you have to do with it and how you have to play. Because everyone has to get within like 10 inches and then 14 inches of this fucking thing. Yeah. Um, um, generally speaking, my takeaway from 2.0 is um, they're a little... PB is, is very loose with um, letting things be defensive and then sort of a little tighter like I was saying before with things having a lot of killing power and then I think the Fallen Divinity is really emblematic of that but in a way that like 
one of the rare ways it really doesn't work in its favor at all. Um, if it had more killing power, it would be, or at least relative to the cost. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Like, it, it is deadly once you get into the 410 points into it, plus yeah. whatever the warband is, and that's just like... But it, it's still only doing 12 attacks. Like, its its attacks aren't high enough to justify... Yeah, I mean, for for much less points in my faction, I can get 21 wounds on a unit. <laughs> yeah, like... So... Or a regiment. A regiment. So the Fallen Divinity has problems. It's it's too restrictive for what it's doing. It's too precise, and it doesn't support everyone else well enough. Like, you can take those Dark Breastlings to put out those auras around the Fallen Divinity, what people do like, but it's taking all the Dark Power Pool anyway, and you need to get to Tier 2 and Tier 3 for the troops to be successful. You're putting all your eggs in the Fallen Divinity basket, and if you get caught off guard, because I've like just shot this thing with like three units of our crossbows and got it down to like two HP on while it was in tier two, and then charged with like some household knights and it killed it. And I was like, cool. Yeah. And the fall divinity killed like our crossbows. Like if it had if it had a rule it gained dark power points for every stand it killed, that would help it a ton. And there's a I couple would... like, there's a couple of units that I like or relics or character like doing upgrades where like if it had stuff like that where every time they kill a stand add a point to the dark power pool that would be a way to also help out the dark power pool as well yeah um and it's something that I'm actually surprised isn't in there because it's like yeah you want your stuff to die to be stronger but like why isn't there an upgrade for when to like suck the souls out of your opponent. <laughs> it just seems yeah. like something intuitive for an undead faction. <laughs> yeah. I um so I like the um like flavor wise and mechanically or half mechanically, I like the idea that it starts killing its own stuff. Um it, <laughs> once it powers all the way up of four wounds. <laughs> what do you mean? From tier two to three? Or um, when it goes to where is it? Let me look at the rules again. Uh, where are we here? Um, so in addition, whilst other friendly regiments with the animate vessel special rule within ten oh, inches of the yes. they add two of their attacks, gain dauntless. When an, another friendly regiment completes its activation within ten inches of the fallen divinity, that regiment gains four wounds or suffers four wounds. Yeah. That's a little excessive. That's I think like two wounds a, would be. <laughs> that's a stand. You're basically losing stands left and right, and that yeah, which... up, especially because it's ten inches. And if you had all your shit around the fallen divinity, because you've taken all the dark blessings for dread and um, inspired what all your shit wants, it should add up. But that's gonna wipe. That's your, gonna wipe like, units. Most, everything in in like three turns, and mm-hmm. that might be like. You might need more time than that. Like um, at, at tier two, it wants friends. At tier three, you need to get all your friends the fuck away from it. Yeah, but then its bubbles aren't helping out because you're hurting yourself to get into the bubbles to be effective. Like, ah, yeah, it's just there's um, you, you, your scourge is showing, old Dominion. Yeah, I so I mean I like. The core of the design, like, I like what they're trying to do here. I think it's just, it's not quite there. It's it's not enough to justify 
that cost. Um, yeah. Because the Fallen Divinity at tier 3 is 12 attacks, 15 wounds. Like, you can, you can kill this thing. It's still yeah. doable. Yeah, it's hardened to... Now it's defense for... Like, tier 2 is where you want to kill this fucking thing, but... You can like, still let's... just bring this thing down. It's only 15 wounds. Um, I... It, those need to go up. And there was talks with some of the, the players on the Bonktail Discord. There was talk with our local um, old Dominion player. Have the Fallen Divinity build differently. Like, the one guy who said, why can't this thing cast spells? It's, it's a literal god. Why is this thing not casting spells? Um, yep. Why is the Fallen Divinity not allowed to build into a more supportive role, maybe with spells and stuff? Why doesn't it have spells? Why... Why can't you build it maybe more offensively? Because right now, the only build for this thing is to basically take these three upgrades, get into all its auras, and then just kill stuff. Like, why can't it cast support spells? Why can't it cast offensive spells? Why, like, why is yeah. it killing all my shit um, so so nastily? It's like, what? <laughs> uh, those guys, they're losing a stand. Those guys use on a stand. I'm just going through old domain, just checking wounds. Yeah, there's there's stuff that just loses a stand, or stuff where a stand just immediately goes down to one wound and will lose a stand next turn. Like it's not great. Yeah, I think it um, just like it's it's a cool idea and it does make sense, but I think it's just it's a, it's burning them out a little too fast to the point where I think it's the same problem with the Nords um, army rule, where by the time it it's um, you're getting the benefit of it, you're already you're dead. You're, you don't have enough yeah. stuff to benefit from it to be a the only thing the nord army rule does in practice is make it so that you don't have to unbreak the bow chosen that had to break for you to get the flippy <laughs> did you charge your bow chosen no but like bow chosen will always like i'll usually park them in the back if i have a character attached like on a point if not just where they're going to be trouble and the, inevitably, they'll throw like my opponent will throw somebody into them to try and get rid of them, and inevitably they'll hold on just a little bit longer than anyone was counting on. And so I'll get to the point where I have just one stand holding on, and it's broken, and the full army rule kicks in, so it goes to like I don't know, I'm not gonna pull it up, but however many attacks with a uh, flurry, um, and then you, uh, yeah. And then yeah. you don't have to worry about rallying, and you just flurry to get the <laughs> extra attacks through. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, same deal there. It's just uh, it doesn't uh, give you enough versus price that you pay. Yeah, and I think that, I think that's like one of the big problems, LD. You don't you pay too much for too little. The yeah. all all of its mechanics and stuff just. They're counterintuitive to each other in such weird little ways that all need to be addressed as one. And that's. And maybe that's like the big issue of too, fo too strong and too weak. Old Dominion is, has a layering problem that weakens it, while Dweg has a layering problem that only strengthens it. Yeah. Like, I don't really see this problem with other factions, and that's why I kind of group them all in the middle, even though they kind of like bounce up and down of like who's better now who's better before like blah 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 blah, and it's like yeah whatever um there's no more quotes the last one is the five pages 
Are you ready? <laughs> are also are you? Do you feel good about what we've just talked about on the Fall Divinity? Before we move yeah, on, yeah, like I think essentially there's really not much more to say there. It's um, it's a tough one though. Like you, you got to admit that what they're trying to do with the Fall Divinity, because even other games with monster models like that, they tend to be more. Um, part of the suite of tools that an army has and are balanced as such, whereas this is something that needs to be a part of an army and then eat an army and then be an army. And that's... Um, like, it's it's a tough one to design. I don't think that... Like, I think that they can get there, but uh, the generally, I think what we've... My personal takeaway from this uh, recording is that OD's problem is just it largely comes down to synergy and I think that the Fallen Divinity it's in its entirety is very emblematic of that yeah I know we didn't really talk about the Archimandr like the characters but the characters really just unlock the warband and they're they're not the problem like all the other characters are actually like good the Archimandr is a great caster Yurgenikin's a great support piece like uh, Hazil's touch for that Heal and the uh, Blasphemous Power? Nope. Um, nope, that's a shot. Where the fuck is it? I feel like the oh, Xylarch sorry. has sort I, of a... I'm reading the wrong one. <laughs> uh, Archimandrite, some great offensive capabilities. Uh, Hero Digging with the Dark Supplication is kind of a must to get your Dark Power Pool thing going. Um, the Auxiliart has an amazing Warband selection, because you get Vrangis. Like, basically, if you want Vrangis, you do Auxiliarch. Um, Archimandrite, what the fuck do you... Yeah, you're kind of like the Bone Golem, same with the Hero Deacon, and then the Stratagos. Are you getting anything cool? You're getting Canifers. You really don't... So, the Stratagos has... I, I will talk about the Stratagos really quick. His issue is, is that he is outshadowed and outplayed by the Zilliarch. Um, the only time you want to mount a Stratagos is if you want to take... A bunch of cataphractoids, but he doesn't do much for them. Uh, considering that, like a mounted noble lord's speed of horse ability does much more for the household knights. Like, just think of the cataphractoids as undead household knights, and they're roughly equivalent. Um, if you take that as a direct quote, obviously that's not true because cataphractoids are fucking two hundred points for some ungodly fucking reason. However. <laughs> They're a class two, but they have shock, so you can get them to like three with a bunch of fucking impacts and brutal impact two, and then they can be clash four with their five attacks. So yeah, they're they're pretty close, but they they pay for it. Also, their officer gives them overrun, and if you've ever been overrun before, it fucking sucks. Um, overrun. <laughs> if you uh, let's see, if an enemy regiment in contact is broken after the charge action, this regiment may perform its impacts again. A regiment with a special rule may perform up to two charge actions during a single activation. This regiment activation still comes to an end if it fails a charge roll. So, you charge, uh, do you draw event memories of old, action shock, Can you, you do two charge actions, does it say do you do a free charge action? Hmm. Nope, you, can't, you don't do a free one, you just do an additional one by the wording. So, you draw event shock, charge in, do your three impacts per guy, brutal impact two, break your regiment, do your impacts at brutal two again, sh uh, kill and shatter them, charge another regiment, hit them again until they're broken, do it again. 
So you can do a double charge to break two regiments if you have enough impacts and brutal twos. So usually you take a mounted stratagos, you know legionnaires, mounted stratagos with a fuck ton of cataphractoi, and you just overrun charge, double charge into people yeah. at tier two. That's that's what you're doing. 65 points for additional stand, so it is a little pricey, but it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's his stick. His supremacy is the same thing, like Glimmers of a Golden Age. Eh. Um, the foot Stratagos, I was talking to our old Dominion player, and he was like, this thing should have orders, like battlefield drills or battlefield orders, tactics, any of that stuff, because he's the Stratagos, he's supposed to strategize, and he's currently not doing anything. Yeah. So, if the Stratagos... Is- turned into like the imperial officer of old dominion that would be a really good spot for him mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, actually weird to look at the stratagos like his stat line is so thin compared to any talking- other character yeah we talking about he has a shield the yeah Z- the zilliarch is do you want cleave one or do you want a shield <laughs> yeah so there has more attacks too like fucking grab a zilliarch this guy will go to fucking pound town yeah, yeah, you can you can super buff a Zilliarch. It's funny when you see one of those guys running around. Yeah, and that that's that's really the only character issue I have is that the Mounted Stratagos has a very defined role as a cataphractoid uh, bus and a very specific design in that. What's strong? The Stratagos on foot does not, and maybe should pick up some battlefield orders to help him out. Yeah, there needs to be either more special rules to give him more of a role or more of a incent to take or um yeah, or just uh give him something like a mod like a mode special rule like uh yeah, battlefield orders or whatever the case is. Um sorry, I just wanted to actually because I'm, I'm like now. I'm wondering: Is there something about his warband that we're not no, looking he at here? But no, there's really does not have a great warband. No. So yeah. Wild. <laughs> yeah, like like once again, it's just these weird fucking problems that just stack up. Yep. Um. Kind of pushes Old Dominion down. Um, supposedly the Profane Sepulchre will be amazing, but it's not out yet, and I have not been shot by its fire attacks yet, where it killed itself to kill you. <laughs> so I'm not really going to comment on that thing, because I have no idea where it's going to go. Um, it's a, it's an interesting premise um, for a unit, but how it actually works in practice, I don't know. It's uh, the same... Issue, excuse me, I take with Lethal Demise is that anything that kills you to use it feels. Not that great. Well, it just feels disingenuous, you know? Yeah, but I know Spires players are doing Force Grown Drone blocks with Biomancers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what one of our locals is playing currently, and it's a, it's a, mean, it's a mean goose, would be the proper wording. However, you can just duel out the Biomancer and. If they deny, the unit's broken and they're not getting healing, and you just kind of shoot them all. And if they can't deny because they're already broken when you declare the duel next turn at the start, 
uh, they can't run away, you kill the Biomancer, and then it's gone. So, yeah. it it has play, it also has counterplay, and it's just, it's, I don't know, it's something, it's there, it's something you watch out for. Like, you've done it to me, where you're like, I'm like, I've killed all these, <clears throat> pardon me, I've killed all these Braves, and you're like, you're gonna take X amount of hits back, and I'm like, oh, okay, and then I rolled really well, and saved a bunch, or I lost two stands, I was like, oh, that's really mean. Yeah. I'll be on the the blooded, but yeah. It's, uh, the th- so, lethal demise is um, it's very good against low defense enemies. But uh, it's uh, like if you are hitting me with Ash and Dawn, those lethal demise hits with no special rules on them, going back into you or not, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna recoup anything on that deal. No, not. Not very much at all, because I think you can even use Blessed on Lethal Demise. Yeah. I think so. that's one of the, the one thing you can use Blessed on outside of, like, Impacts and Clash. Uh, however, like, Anathan toys, who are at six attacks at Clash 2 with Flurry, are... Oh, you no, wanna. Yeah, they're they're gonna die, because they're only defense 2 into Lethal Demise. <laughs> and it's just like... Bam, 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 bam. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a perfect regiment to do it to. Um, yeah, they'll drop themselves coming into anything with lethal demise. So it's um yeah, so that lethal demise is just one of those difficult to evaluate rules in that respect. But uh but by divergence, like the the hemorrhaging wounds um or paying wounds to activate abilities on this thing, like it's very cool in theory. Mm-hmm. But I just like, why wouldn't I just run somebody into that and start beating the shit out of it? Yeah. And then uh, you're, I'm just literally, every time I hit you, not only am I killing something that costed a lot of points, but like I'm removing or forcing you to make choices about what it can do. So, which again is a cool tension point in theory, but the, the as it is, it just feels like it's very easy to punish. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's get to the next one. So, lastly, we have the five pages, <laughs> and I might read these verbatim for what's going on. A lot of this is in point form, and it rambles a little bit, but yeah. it has a lot here. So, some of this will probably be what we've already touched on, other of it might be new, and we can kind of discuss as we go through. Mm-hmm. So, first one. What do I think are the problems with Old Dominion? Dark Power is a fun and thematic army mechanic, but the increasing requirements to hit each tier as well as the changes to how memories of old work serve to further cement Old Dominion's struggles with activation, scenario play, and taking longer to reach uh, parity with factions that can function right out of the gate. Coming to power late game runs the risk of not being able to catch up early slash mid game runaway scoring, even if you manage to table the opponent. So, as we mentioned, scenario is very rough in Old Dominion, and this just confirms it again. The changes to range combat in 2.0 took Old Dominion's main weakness and cranked things up even higher, while uh, simultaneously stripping out two out of our three options to try and handle it. Blessed, Cutlass of Hazel's Shadow Treasure nerfed, Uh, the Curies did get loose formation eventually after first losing Obscured, going into 2.0. Yeah, we've talked about Old Dominion being weakened to change shot in the face, and yeah, compared from 1.51 to version 2, uh, Merc crossbows at their max range were shooting 7 shots, while now Merc crossbows are shooting 10 shots. Jeez. That's 
three extra dice to get to roll. Um, and every other range unit had the same thing happen to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one. The developers are kind of hesitant to give them buffs and have been generous with nerfs, as detailed below. As the lack of resolve is very strong and the army does tend to accelerate strong negative reactions from new slash inexperienced players that don't know how to play into Old Dominion yet. Alright, yeah. We've gone over that. Perfect. Uh, what's strong about them? Lack of resolve is great for reducing incoming damage. You will at least, uh, you will at most take as many hits as you have coming in and not more. Lots of access to cleave, brutal impact, uh, armor piercing, Varangis, Fond Divinity, uh, Undead Minotaurs, Golems, uh, Cratifractory, Canifers, Canaritids, Zillark, Animandrite, Moors, Hashin. I, I, okay, I'm not going to continue reading this. <laughs> Just labels them all. Um, great character options and upgrades, lots of powerful masteries and treasures to take. Some very strong supremacy abilities, the Archimandrite, the Striagos, and the Exilarch. Uh, good support spells, a scaled healing spell, or of Death on Demand, Dark Power, Tier Buff, Free Token Generation. What's weak about them? Entirely reliant on getting to higher tiers. Tier 2 for draw event memories of old. Uh, conserves an action for charge plus clash, etc. Tier 3 to get them always inspired, since only 3 out of the 13 undead regiments have clash 3, and everything else is clash 2. Uh, Curies are Clash 1 and can inspire as an action. So, yeah, that's a big one. Like, yep. Clash is your accuracy and have, and it doesn't matter if you're Cleave 5, you're Clash 1 and can't inspire. Yeah. Like, okay, you kill a guy, that's fine, but, but you have a 1 in 6 chance of actually hitting. I think I'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, slow speed overall. Tops out at March 7 on the Cataphractoy. Uh, March 8, once one of the Centaurs comes out. Only Legionnaires can get Vanguard via an upgrade, uh, once again, until the Hashishin come out, but those don't contribute to the token economy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Currently, no way to get characters onto the board turn one. Fallen, uh, Fallen Divinity can do this, but puts her at risk, and she can't support our stuff. Weak to range attacks, lower average number of activations, struggles with scenario play as a result. Reliance on stuff dying for tiers means that in addition to having weaker uh, objective game, we also are at risk of feeding kill points to the enemy just to level our tiers up and get online. Legionnaires are kind of a sad mainstay. Yeah, we, we they are. Yeah. Uh, what else here? Uh, I just gotta adjust myself in the chair. Oh, getting a little cramped. Despite there. being good values or points, they are defense one, evasion one, the shield, and the ability to gain phalanx if they give up an action or get it on a draw event at tier 2+. plus. Clash 2 can inspire as an action. They take longer than expected to die against non-mass attacks due to, due to not taking morale, but still die pretty quickly and don't tend to do much in combat. Yep. 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 You, you are the undead men-at-arms. Welcome, welcome to the club. You fucking dying chuds. <laughs> <laughs> Fallen Divinity is a super cool model, but at 300 points base and 370 to 390 after necessary upgrades, she strips out 90% support... Uh, support from your army, strips getting memories of old as draw events for your forces, strips spell and effect scaling, and loses a lot of output against evasion 2 plus and or fearless. She lost uh, Ternasis at tier 1 and 2, less no longer protects her from ranged, and she's a size 3 monster. She lost brutal impact for tiers 1 and 2, she lost 1 impact at tier 3. She's still pretty hard to kill in melee, but is less survival than she used to be. Her damage output got hit, and she's a ton of points for something that kind of handicaps your army so hard compared to a significantly cheaper but slightly less dangerous Ice Jotnar or, or Hespestian. 
that tends to synergize with or be supported by their armies instead. Yep, we fucking talked about that one. Yeah, that's all valid. You know, the I'm starting to think, or I'm starting to wonder if it wouldn't be better to maybe give them a, the Fallen Divinity like a special super blast that they can actually be used against ranged or something like that, because that's so, a common complaint that I hear a lot. It's a fucking god! Like, yeah. you can literally write... It could be like that Ron Swanson meme from Parks and Rec where the Fallen Divinity hands the park officer um, a piece of paper and it says, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Once again, it's too many points for what the fuck it's doing. Um, yeah. Because you could reduce its points, increase its output, just increase its output for its current point cost, like, put in many some more defensive ta- Like, yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, cultists and Hashashins don't currently contribute to or benefit from the Dark Power tiers, so taking them basically eats into the effectiveness of the rest of your list. Uh, NFN toys are fairly subpar. Defense 2, Vision 1, Wound 4, Bodyguard, blah, 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 blah. We have talked about it's kind of a waste of an ability. Um, oh, sorry. Their memory of old, which is dot, 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 kind of a waste of an ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... I would rather see Anatoys become the other chaff dying option for Old Dominion so Old Dominion players don't have to run just straight fucking Legionnaires and might be able to take something else if they would like to do that. Because currently they can't. Yeah, and um, that's what Rune had a problem with no cheap options for a while and then they gave um, a bit of a dip to hunting packs and it made a huge difference so having just two cheap mainstays really can't overstate enough um, how actually weirdly important it is to having a like a viable faction and that's something that's really become apparent to me as we've discussed this is like other games, um, your your basic infantry are very much attacks um, to get at the good stuff that you want, and in a way, that's still the case here, but it's also different. Yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's the dark power pool. Like, yeah. you, need, you need your chaff to fucking power that thing, and you need to do it as quickly as possible. All right, how did new players handle them? New players playing them. Uh, they may struggle to control the rate of empowerment tokens accumulating. Don't go too fast or you lose a lot of activation pressure and board control. Go too slow and your stuff kind of sucks compared to your opponent's stuff. Need to learn how to threaten enough to force your opponent to deal with your stuff rather than just leaving it alone and letting you get sucked uh, stuck at lower tiers. May struggle with choosing ideal activation order at tier 2 for draw events. Do you want to stack defense or have your anvil hold a line or have one of your hammers go first to hopefully mitigate some potential incoming damage or secure a charge? Do well at killing things, but need to learn when not to leave objectives to keep scoring or when to leave objectives to kill and push further up the table, since Old Dominion is especially prone to struggling on scenario play. New players playing against them. With no morale to to rely on, you know your absolute maximum damage is however many attacks you can put out in that action. Need to use more range against them, because holy shit, does that add up? Terrifying is annoying, but a good character in a 3-4 stand regiment will usually make it to a minimal issue. Yeah. Like, yeah. It all makes sense. How do experienced players handle them? 
Old Dominion is typically out-activated, and the need for our things to die becomes usable only further widens the gap. Also comes into play with kill points, where losing our stuff gives an opponent an advantage in killing scenarios, when an advantage on a, uh, and then an advantage on objective scoring. Experienced players will be able to exploit this. Good positioning and aggressive play can let them keep Old Dominion pushed back on their half of the table, gives you time to load up on objectives, further delays them getting to your objectives, positioning slightly in front of your objectives means they are generally need to waste a turn or two charging in, clashing, and not be able to walk on that turn to score. A few good range elements can do some work on whittling down Old Dominion before they can get into the threat range, since most of their army is quite slow and we have limited means to counter it. Uh, curatives are expensive with a low attack volume, and curies can't have a character in them and have an aggressively short range of 12 inches. Get the charge off first. Old Dominion can't inspire as an action, so getting charged first means most of our stuff is swinging back at Clash 2. On top of just ha uh, top of having just taken some wounds or losing a stand or two. Actually, I want to talk about that, because I totally forgot to miss this. When an Old Dominion regiment does charge, they still benefit from inspired because they charged. Did you know that? I actually didn't. Yeah, because you kill all their shit before they get to you. Quite <laughs> right awesome. Um, yeah, so Old Dominion players want to be charging because it's the only instance they're going to gain Inspire. Oh yeah, I did know that, actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm full shit. And they don't really want to get into uh, protracted fights until they're tier three, because then, they, yeah, then they're always inspired. So, you know, if you get into melee with them first, they can't inspire, and it just makes them worse, because I'm sure they are clash fucking do. <laughs> you hate to see it. Yeah. Well, so, I don't. I don't. No, no, this is this is just all the problems with Old Dominion. Like, it's... Yeah. We're putting it out there. Like, here's all the different issues. Here's how they interact with each other. Here's how they affect one another. Why does this suck? And, you know, there's, of course, there's going to be bits of us saying, oh, you could do this to fix it, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, but you don't know what needs to be fixed until you really dig into it and deep dive into it. Yeah. So how do you play them? Aim for 8 to 10 activations, depending on how elite uh, you go. Typically, two characters. Three if I want to try something experimental with a little something for each warband. Use MSUs of Legionnaires' screen. Try to tie up enemy lines. Use an opti, opto for Vanguard to push the reinforcement lines and get on scoring zones. I believe the opto or opito, opito is an officer, which just gives them Vanguard. I think I looked at it briefly when we were talking about Legionnaires like an hour or so ago. Mm. Uh, generally, I want to bring at least one of the priests for either support, or commandrate, or a token battery, uh, Hero Deacon. Hero Deacon on the table turn two. two Hero Deacon on the table turn 2 if able to start generating tokens via spellcasting to reduce the number of sands I need to have. Uh, dial gives access to higher defense. Reduce the number of sands I need to have. Dial? What the fuck? It's just, <laughs> this line just disintegrated into nothing. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I need to have Dial gives access to highly defensive canifers and long-range anti-armor curatids. Oh, I think it's supposed to be die. <laughs> you need to reduce the number of sands you need to die to give access to highly defensive canifers or long-range anti-curatids because the hero deacon is generating tokens. 
Uh, Archimandrite gives access to Curies and Moris for early game board control and Golems for defensive options. Healings means I can replace some of the Lost Sands as a way to uh, recursively generate some tokens. Usually go for two to three MSUs of Legionnaires as mostly disposable blockers, screeners, objective campers, and token generators. Yep. One to two defensive regiments. Uh, Praetorians with a good character geared up to both improve survivability and add some offensive output. Cataphract toys that kick off with a strong offensive showing before transitioning to sitting on an objective and being tanky. One to two offensive powerhouses, Brandigan Guard, Bone Golems, and Canifers. Maybe include some support pieces, Curatives for long range, backfield support, Ghosts for counter skirmishing and early pressure. Try to threaten enough with Chaff Regiments that they need to die but don't get blown away outright. Try to have a few sends die each turn. Want to go fast enough to hit tier 3 on turns 5 to 7. Once big stuff is on the table but go slow enough that I, that I don't lose too much board control early, uh, too early. Once had an argument with someone that said, just hit tier tier 3 by turn 3 and you win the game. Needless <laughs> to say, that's a bold hot take, in my opinion. <laughs> Damn, yeah. that's a line. <laughs> Good thing I read this word for word. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Alright, I need to have a drink real quick. What do you think about this so far? Um... Yeah, I feel like there's a, like there's a common thread to really all the commentary that we're getting here. Yeah, and it's the mainly the the thing that I find the most interesting is just hearing from OD from people who play into OD versus people who play as OD the difference just in the phrasing of the what are ultimately the same problems. <laughs> this is bullshit, but also like it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Just the perspective difference there, but uh, ultimately they're articulating the same things. But really, there's like. The, the, yeah, it's, uh, they're a faction that feels bad to play into until you have some conquest games under your belt, and then they are the exact opposite, and I mean, I'm just saying the same thing everybody else is, but I think that's a very salient point, there's not really, there's really only one way to do it, and, uh, you're so limited in how you can get there that it winds up being, you know, even if everything goes perfectly, you're not really necessarily um, hanging, so to speak, with uh, with some of the other factions. Yeah. All right. So, next part. <laughs> a page and a half more to go. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with them? A bit bummed about the Blasphemous Sona update. It was changed from a 40-point treasure into an army roll, freeing up an upgrade slot for something basically mandatory. That's good. However, they raised the tier thresholds by plus one token per tier after they already raised it by plus one tier going into tier 2.0. That's bad. So, there you go. (laughs) There's that... It's like, we made the plus one thing be able to be free to help you get your tokens. Oh, by the way, we put the tiers up more points, because, yep. Because why not? Because why not? Waiting on centaurs for fast lights. Uh, that is, I'm not saying that word. They're centaurs. Um, our third range unit, the Crickies or Cultists, for a way to get a hero deacon on the table turn one. Start generating tokens a little earlier. Also, Cultists would be our cheapest regiment, cheapest light, and the third mainstay that characters can join. Currently, only Legionnaires for all infantry characters or Anathent toy for the Strategos. Really? I thought you could take something else with this. Oh, because it's Legionnaires, yeah. Uh, PB seems resistant to giving buffs to Old Dominion anytime soon. 
Due to uh, negative play experience for new slash inexperienced players, especially from when Old Dominion first launched. On a personal note, not exactly backed by any real data, admittedly, I feel they have been eating a lot of nerfs in the past year. Uh, tier threshold now up by 2 per tier from release, uh, plus 1 for 2.0 and plus 1 from Blast Masona. Uh, changes to Soma now require the Warlord on the table to start getting effect on the following turn. Uh, paired with the increasing tier requirements, you either rush your Warlord to the table to start generating tokens next turn, or you effectively eat two penalties to tiers needing more tokens, and missing out on a token each turn you don't bring a Warlord out, due to it not being safe slash an ideal game plan. Bless no longer works for saves against duels, ranged spells, leaving some key defensive models much more open to damage. Uh, tier 4, lost terrifying, plus 1. Tier 4 requires a whooping 23 tokens to reach and can only be attained by the Exiliarch or the Strijo, says your Warlord. Memories of Old no longer last until Regiment's next upgrade, creating an issue choosing what to activate first. Activating Regiment's to buff their defense to acceptable levels, but lose out on an activation to strike first. Uh, with a key offensive powerhouse for being balanced around using their Memories of Old, this kind of sucks. Uh, the Undead Minotaurs, the Curatids, and Canifers all lost leaders in the Regiment profile. Curatids yep. lost Deadly Blades despite being low attack volume and losing their leader. Legionnaires lost support plus one from Memory of Old. Understandable, it's still a nerf. Uh, Undead Minotaurs lost seven potential attacks as an MSU going into 2.0. Lost Unstoppable Charge Leader. Also lost potentially for a 35 point. Officer that granted an effect of Fury plus two on successful charges. Curies lost one barrage and were dropped down to range 12, one of the shortest in the game. They were almost usable in 2.0, but were saved by Insanity going back up to a 2 mid 3, had been dropped to 2, and getting loose formation. They had lost a Skurin going into 2.0. So they they did roll back some of these nerfs, but it's still like, mm. Yeah. Hero Deacon's offensive spell gained scaling. No other offensive spells in the games did. Archimandrite's offensive spell, Unholy Basimus, AP1, lost 2 inches of range. Redweg's lull, Tempered Sorcerer, gained 2 inches on the Fireball, AP2, not scaling. And Corcussion went up to a 2 mid 4, not scaling. Yeah, this is just like. <laughs> maybe, maybe Parabellum loves Dweg more than everyone else. Um, armor of Living Saint yeah. Treasure is kind of broken with the Blessed nerf, as it is a dueling armor, Quicksilver plus Bless, and now you can't use Blessed in duels. Uh, Cures of Hazel Shadow went from being an armor that granted a scurrying to the character regiment plus a bubble around it to being plus one evasion, max of three. Ooh, that is a huge change in nerf. Holy shit. Because you used to give a scurrying to the regiment you were, the character was in, and then a bubble around. Wow, that would have been really good and help out with the range problems Old Dominion is currently having. Yeah. Only one regiment can get to evasion three. Hashins, who aren't out yet. Are one of the two living regiments can't generate tokens on death and can't be taken by the characters whose warband they come in. Need to have a Ziliark or Strategio seek new escort into them for the evasion three. Jesus, so a ton of fucking mm -hmm. work for probably not worth it. Yeah, all other regiments get up to evasion two for thirty points. This doubles down on the range weakness. Yep. Um, or of death, losing morale test helps streamline the game and reduce non -play, uh, negative play experience, mainly for new players. But or of death was also meant to be offset for the fact. That we spent half the game swinging away at Clash 2 with no inspiration once in combat. Getting plus one to Golems, Moris, and two upgrades isn't that great of a trade-off. Yep. Valid. 
That's the five fucking pages. And I'm closing that right now because my eyeballs are starting to hurt. That's fair. That was a lot of fucking nerfs. Holy shit. Yeah, that somebody uh, has the memories of old themselves. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, show, show me on the Dweg Tempered Sorcerer Old Dominion bad touched you. And they're like, everywhere. And they're like, here, take this gun. I... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> What what more do we want to say about this? Like, we've gone through it all. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the issues are pretty much, you know, right there. Dark power pool tier being too high. Um, They need a better... They need cheaper chaff options so they can get their work stuff out. They need to have some defensive stuff against range elements. Put that fucking Hazel shadow shit back as a character upgrade. Um, Their memories of old might need to change. Fallen Divinity needs a massive rework on fucking every level for that thing. Like, yeah. Anti-synergies everywhere leading to the old Dominion problem. Yeah. You want to call it there? I think that's about it. Like I, I just, uh, I wish I had a, a stinger of a of a thing to lay on you about well, how we could fix this or how things could be different. But it's really just, you know, it just kept coming up over and over. Yeah. So I think that's about it. But I think it's good to get it all. Um, I think summing it up and then reviewing the comments like that did really help snap it into focus, though. So yeah, said for that. Um, yeah. So with that, if you're a listener, Longtable has a Discord. You could even influence an episode just by uh, messaging or adding me on it and being like, hey, you should do this episode. And then everyone else who sees it and thinks it's a good idea will also say that. And then uh, I, uh, we end up doing the fucking episode because peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> um, it works. Yeah, it does work. We have a YouTube channel. You can watch the glorious charge list that Parabellum is now selling I better get fucking royalties uh, <laughs> the bonk table YouTube I played like 5-6 to six games with it you can <laughs> find it all there uh, we have the podcast we do lore readings of different stories for lore on the YouTube you can find that um, I think that's about it yeah yeah so hope everyone has a great day and uh, bye See you next time.